0: everybody and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zuby and if you're brand new to the show, the show's all about a little well-known card game called Magic the Gathering. So today we have another awesome episode for you all today. I brought on none other than Zach from the... Pretty popular Commander Social podcast. And I don't mean just pretty popular as in pretty popular. I mean, they are kind of rising up there in fame. They've just been nominated for Best MTG Podcast with a small audience for for the MTG Content Creator Awards. That is no small fee at all. That is awesome. They've got a lot of fans coming on. And it's just it's awesome. And Zach and Ryan do a very good job doing their podcast. I've listened to a few episodes already. And they just do. It's a very fun show. Um, So I brought Zach on and we talked a lot about not just Commander, but magic. We all talked about video games, books, you know, Star Wars, what have you. And it was a very fun time. And um, it, it was great, so I hope you all enjoy uh, But before we begin, uh, let's get some words out of the way here. Uh, magic Zuby can be found on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Spotify. And you can find me on Twitter at Magic with Zuby, on Instagram at Magic underscore with underscore Zuby. And you can reach out to me with any questions you may have at MTGZubi at gmail.com. And... You can, uh, well, yeah, oh yeah, my sponsor, or no, Patreon, Patreon, right? Because I'm terrible at this Patreon stuff. Um, Patreon.com slash Magic if you want to help support the show. And also uh, check out my sponsor, Legit MTG, where you can get any Magic singles or sealed product available. And any order over $2 or more has free shipping at LegitMTG.com. So once again, here is Zach from Commander Social, and I hope you all enjoy it. All right, and we are recording. So hey everybody, it is Zuby here and I am with uh Zach, the comeback kid. Um, that's right from Commander Social. The the it's getting to be a pretty popular uh little podcast there, your Commander Social, and you've just been nominated for um con for what was it, best MTG podcast with a small audience. Small audience, yep. Yeah.
1: I, I I'm kinda Dude, confused awesome. about that.
0: Like it, it is awesome, but it's like Brainstorm Brewery's there with us, and I'm like, Brainstorm Brewery did not have a small audience. They have a huge yeah, audience. Yeah, I know, I know. I was a little bit confused by that because they've been around for so long, and they are one of the bigger podcasts. I'd say, if not large audience, then definitely medium audience. Yeah, for sure. Um,
1: strangely enough, at uh, MF Austin the other day, uh, DJ was there, and uh, we met him, and we I saw the, uh, the Gonti Unsleep <laughs> deck, and I was like, yeah, yeah that's, that's
0: hardcore. That's awesome, man. So you and your buddy Ryan uh do yep. this podcast here and I gotta say, um he's definitely got one of those radio voices. Has he ever done production or anything before? No, this is no? this is the fir- his
1: first foray into all of it was is the podcast and Oh that's cool. You know, if you if you listen to some of the earlier ones we're we're kinda of a little bit more not great, but we've just kind of practiced over time and, and gotten yeah. there. Yeah, like, yeah. I used to be real bad. Like I'm not not that I'm great now, but before <laughs> I'd be like You're real good. bad.
0: <laughs> no 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 I know what you mean because if I you go back and listen to early episodes of Magic with Zuby I'm just like this monotone hey everybody this is yeah I know it's it's definitely it definitely takes time to evolve and grow into your voice it does because that's how I speak in real life I'm just like hey what's up but that's
1: really like a a really exuberant like really happy what's up but like when you're doing like Radio or whatever, like you got to be like real up, and then it, it sounds
0: just normal. I'm like, okay, so you guys have been how many episodes now? You guys are like episode 36, 37, something like yep. that. Uh, oh. I think we recorded 36 last night, okay. Okay, so yep. yeah, you guys are still pretty new. So, what got what made you want to start the podcast? Um, honestly, man, um, Ryan and I are just really good
1: friends. Uh, we've hung out for a long time together, we played magic together and um it just kind of made sense you know we were already hanging out a lot and we just were like let and we we're already talking about magic a lot so it's just like let's let's record this like you know we we want to give back to the community you know use a platform to like like last year with the uh rotisserie draft we did for vegas you know we we got almost two, we raised almost two thousand dollars for uh dell children's hospital here in austin it's nice, nice being able to do things like that is just it's just amazing <laughs> it's like why i want to keep doing it and you know, I, I definitely there are podcasts sometimes I listen to, and like like I really loved the one where you uh, read Night Before Christmas uh, with your daughters. Oh, just Like things yeah. like that just like warm my heart, and like hearing that that like a podcast that I did like brighten someone else's day, or be able to do that on Twitter is just amazing to me. So you know, I love magic and I love the community. So we were just and Ryan does too, and it's just like hey, let's let's do this, and we've
0: been doing it ever since. It's yeah, awesome. You guys have been sort of. Getting your way into the community there. I see you have a little commander social button as I do, it? Or, or a pin, I, I mean.
1: Yeah, uh, we uh, so I don't know what side it's on. Which side is it on? Um, <laughs> oh, here
0: it is. I'm pointing at yeah. the screen what side yeah, it's on. Sweet.
1: So. Uh, okay, it uh, was right there. Yeah, <laughs> we uh, we do have buttons. Um, more about those will be uh, becoming so that, yeah, man,
0: that is definitely one thing I'm like terrible at with just trying to as far as like. Selling the merchandise and all that because I've got some play mats and I've got like a t shirt and a sweater and all that stuff. But it's as far as like trying to sell it to people and all that, I'm fucking terrible. I mean, you look at my Patreon and it's like, fuck, I don't, I barely know what I'm doing with it. It's, I've gotten to a point now where I just want to focus on the show and all that. And a lot of that stuff is just sort of secondary. And now my cat wants to visit. I definitely uh, locked my cat outside of my room so she wouldn't come in here and start scratching
1: at stuff and i'd be like phasma no but um (laughs) she's a good cat yeah the the patreon stuff honestly like i think all that comes secondary to the content like you said i I think focusing on your content making that the best you can is is what you want to do and you know you have the patreon and people you make good content and people are gonna come to it no matter what uh you're like giving away or
0: whatever for as at your tiers yeah it's it's usually one of those tricky things because i have even seen some bigger like mtg community members and their patrons like almost nothing and i think a lot of it is have to do with marketing and like tiers too and how you yeah. um utilize it as well to freaking cat stop um <laughs> but um no but that that's really cool so you guys are about 36 episodes in um yep. so i mean without giving or not giving away but without sort of What's your podcast really about? I mean, I know Commander Social—it's about <clears throat> Commander, but what, what else do you guys really talk about a it's, lot? It, it's really about the the social aspect of Commander. I'm sorry, this this interview—I thought
1: this was going to be an interview for a uh, spot on uh 10th Street Hooligans. So I—I oh, dressed up. Um, so yeah, I thought you were going me to replace you. So it's getting a little hot, and I'm gonna take this jacket off. That's cool. Oh um,
0: no no no! This is for an interview for my podcast. Uh, oh, to, oh, to a- see if you can become the new Zuby.
1: Oh okay so I'd be like Zuby <laughs> 2.0. I don't think I don't think I can replace you man. Only um, <laughs> I don't think I can replace you. Uh no so like our our deal really is the the social aspect of it. And that's why we co- change uh, that's why we're Commander social because we want to we people to have good experiences playing Magic, right? We want we don't we want people to not go to their local game store and just get, you know, stomped by um, decks are more competitive than theirs and things like that and we want people to be good to each other and so you know one of our big things is like the talk and it's like hey you know you, you have a talk before you start the game it's like well what kind of speed decks everybody playing? you know what, what turn do you usually win on you know you running infinite combos if you are you running like tutors for them and and things like that and I, I know I've gotten kind of a rap for being like oh I'm Zach's that combo guy but like I never run tutors so I never get my combos and and usually they're like seven-piece convoluted combos that just never go off, but you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, but if you in. get them
0: off, they're awesome, though.
1: Oh yeah, and that's that's my thing about commanders. I just want to see big things happen, right? Whether it's me like winning in spectacular fashion, or someone else winning in spectacular fashion, or, or me just losing in spectacular fashion. But we want people to you know know that and realize that this community is is really great um, overall. There's a lot of like awesome people in it that I, I've met that anybody could meet you know um i don't think you have to be a content creator to to meet like cool people right and oh yeah we, we just want people to have like a good experience playing magic and we want to help kind of facilitate through some of our stuff I and mean, we definitely do like the deck techs you know people love deck techs and um i'm trying to think oh the our most recent episode that uh really is kind of stuck is uh the stable mm-hmm. and what we did is, and if you look at my uh, Twitter uh, profile, it's at uh, z4ck38 if you might care,s <laughs> but uh, there, there's a link, and it's a link to a, a Google spreadsheet, and in the Google spreadsheet is a list, a, a link on ArchiDeck to my deck, but then the changes I've made to it over time. And, oh, nice! Um, so it's like yeah, a change log, pretty much. Exactly, it's exactly what it is. And um, you know, people are like, oh, Zach. Well, what's in this Yawgmoth deck that you're always talking about? And I'm like, oh, well, just go to my stable, and you can see the deck as it is and the evolution of that deck. And I, I think that's, that's cool. A people good have, idea. I like that. People have been doing it and been real interested in that. And this year, I I tried this last year. I got two games in, and then I quit. Uh, so far, I've got a full month. But uh, something Dana did and something that Ryan did last year was, you know, log all my games.
0: So that's yeah. something I'm doing. So oh, nice. Nice. So yeah. how many games of Commander have you gotten in so far this year? I, I wanna say around
1: thirty ish. Damn. Maybe maybe a little less, maybe twenty five. I don't know. Uh with MF Austin, like that really pumped my numbers for oh, the month yeah. of yeah. January, right? Like usually I get two to three games in a week. So uh what about you? How
0: many have you gotten in this year? One. One? Did you yeah. win? Um, actually yeah. I, I played against um I, I used my my buddy wanted me to wanted me to play some EDH but I didn't bring any decks with me, so I played his Joda deck. And, okay, um and then he was playing what was he playing? Um Oh my gosh, what was the commander? It was holy shit, I'm drawing. oh Corvald.
1: Oh yeah, Corvald. And you won? Oh yeah. Nice.
0: Corvald yeah. I hear is a monster like, oh, he can be. It's um, it, it's ridiculous. J- just sort of like a uh, just a lot of sack outlets, and I I just got super lucky getting Joda out by turn four, then able to assemble assemble all five colors and just start. I, I managed to get a turn five Zakama out and just started nice. killing off like everything of his. I I like it. I like
1: yeah. it. I'm I'm working on so I have a Lord Windgrace. um uh Oathbreaker deck, which I love Oathbreaker, but just no one around here plays it. Yeah. So I was going to turn it into an EDH deck, and uh, Dan Kraus. Uh, I don't know if you've seen him or talked to him on Twitter much, but uh, uh,
0: no, it doesn't ring
1: a bell. Okay. Um, he's convinced me to make a uh, a Corvold Matter deck, and so I'm I'm working on that. Nice.
0: Nice is, um. So Austin, I've been there a couple times, and. Oh yeah, you were here that weekend, and I was like, "Hey man, can you hang out?" And you are like, "No man, I got work." And I was like, "Oh." <laughs> yeah, no, it's I've been to Austin two times <clears throat> now already, and both times okay. for work. It's um, it's I, I I kind of enjoy that city. It's a pretty fun. I really like the downtown area. Um, yeah. some really good food. I had rabbit for my first time ever being there. Oh, uh, nice. Some, Did you like it? Some rabbit sausage. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. It was some like some hipster place, and they were. it, it was good though. That's, um. that, that's crazy that you can rabbit at, like, a hipster place. Like,
1: I'm, I'm from East <laughs> Texas, so it's, like, kind of Louisiana-ish there. And it was, like yeah. – kind of like a a hillbilly thing it's like oh yeah this is uh, some squirrel brains and this is some rabbit and like now
0: it's like trendy and cool (laughs) apparently (laughs) no but it was really cool um no so what are some good LGS's there over at Austin because I do have a feeling that I'm going to be going there again sometime this year for work and I and what I want to try to do maybe try to stay there longer just to try to get some magic in because usually I just it's I go there do my work and then I got to leave Okay,
1: yeah. Th- honestly, we're very lucky in Austin that any night of the week, any sort of magic you want to play, you can. Um, we frequent Mothership Games. Uh, okay. of North Austin. They're real good. We're friends with the owner. I've, I've been going there uh, since they opened, since before the current owner. So I, I really enjoy there. Um, another one is Dragon's Slayer. They're okay. kind of uh, mid townish, It's a little north, but they have a huge space, and they're like – the gaming store for Austin like as far as like board games and things like that oh nice nice. Um, we have uh, Pat's Games which um, she sponsored some big players before and um, th- she so sell- that it's a place to get singles and sh- that's a pretty good place and then the other one is uh, down south there's um, oh man I cannot think of it I-, I know the owner and I can't think of it uh, Mages Sanctum yeah oh they, okay they have a big space down south and they've they have a pretty big presence at uh, GP's. They they sponsor players and stuff. So that's awesome. As well. But yeah, we, we have so many stores here. Like those are just the ones that like I know about. There there are some other ones that I've heard of that I'm I'm not sure on the names, but yeah, man. Um, if you come and you, you say a little
0: extra time, hit us up, dude, and we'll definitely get some games in with you. Yeah, definitely. No, it's um Yeah, I, I definitely want to try to explore more LGSs because it's, God. It, Florida, the Florida, the Florida scene has gotten better. Um, in my area, there's definitely some LGSs that are still kind of dumps and all that. Um, I, I, I always, uh, whenever I talk to other people, one of the things I want to try to find out is what is your player base like? Because right. I've I've had some episodes of my podcast where I tell some LGS horror stories and all that, and there's definitely presence of Florida man at a lot of these LGSs I go to. And it's um and I don't know if it's like a regional thing or what, but do you ever encounter some some really bad people at any of these LGSs or or what's um, the Austin scene kind of like?
1: As far as Commander goes, it's it's pretty chill. Like, you know, you're always gonna have those players that are playing a little bit more hardcore of a deck. At casual tables than you want but generally speaking I, I'd say it's pretty good I mean we've all had bad experiences and that's going mm-hmm. to happen but most of the time those bad experiences are predicated on just not everyone understanding kind of the speed of the game that we're going for here right you know we're, we're playing you know I'm playing Tatiova Ryan's playing some sort of mono red Grinzo deck and then someone's playing stacks right and then another guy's <laughs> playing like uh boros angels and i'm like boros angels loses by by default and then we all <laughs> did. because you know the, the stacks players not really having fun it wasn't really the game he was or she was kind of looking for and you know that's why you gotta have that talk because you know i, I don't think more competitive players want to play with less competitive players either they don't do it intentionally it's just yeah. a miscommunication but like i said generally speaking we have a, a very good scene here there's not a lot of you know the, uh, what are they called? The pub stompers or whatever. I, oh, I don't Oh, the see pub that.
0: stompers. Yeah, that, that's yeah. not a thing that happens here. Not that I'm aware of. It doesn't happen to me. I'll put it that way. I don't know. It's happened to me plenty of times. Freaking come in. Yeah, some people. Oh, what's the, um... What's the five-color Scarecrow called? What's his name? The Reaper? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's Reaper King. Yeah, Reaper King. Yeah, yeah, I've had a few players play that completely saying, oh, no, 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 trust me, it's it's completely casual, and then just completely lock us out of a game and destroy everything, and then you always have those people that, you know... it's. I, I like how you state there's, like, sort of a social contract, and that's right. definitely something that I think is starting to get into the community now, because maybe, like... I definitely don't remember that kind of any talk like five, six years ago. It was, right. you just come and bring your decks and that's it. And then you'd always have the one butthole that would play mass land destruction for on everybody. And just like, well, this isn't even fun. Come on. Right. I mean, I think the, the introduction of Rule Zero
1: helped a lot with that. Yeah. And also, at least around here anyway, for us, what's kind of stopped is we started having that talk with people. And sometimes, you know, you pol- politely tell someone, you know, that's not really the the speed of game we're playing here, right? And you know, it's nothing against you. It's just we're playing a little bit more casual than that. And it, it's it's hard to say it sometimes, but in the end, I think it's best for everyone. Yeah. And so, do you play? Do you also play Magic online? Um, I play Arena a little bit. Uh, okay. I brawl on Wednesdays sometimes. Uh, the past man, I feel like. Since like Thanksgiving, I've been like super busy. I just haven't like been, able, been had the time to do arena. I'm I'm looking at Magic Online like Moto Magic Online again. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a friend, uh, Ryan. I have a friend, uh, PJ who does uh Commander replay.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, that that does it, and a few other people have mentioned they do it. And I actually have a pretty decent collection on uh Moto, so. I'm, I'm looking at building some decks, So I have some, like, I looked at them, what I had, and I was like, oh, these are from definitely, before Zach really knew how to build uh, <laughs> Commander decks, I was like, I don't really know that I should play this, but uh, I'm, I'm working on building some new stuff, so
0: hopefully in the nearest future, you may see me playing some of that. Nice, nice, man. So, um, as far as Magic goes, um, you know, how long have you been playing Magic? I have personally been playing since 1994. Oh, um, nice. Wow. Yeah. Do um, you still have is... any of that old stuff?
1: Oh, man. I've got a story about that. So I, I definitely <laughs> took like a break. Like everyone takes yeah. that obligatory break. because. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. I've had uh, my
0: breaks. And all So
1: mine, mine started um, when I moved from East Texas to the Central Texas area mm-hmm. the summer before my senior year. So um, a bunch of my Magic cards got accidentally packed in the moving truck and in texas tooth the uh summer of 2000 was like a record-breaking hot year oh, and no. uh cards and pages got just melted through like you've seen oh, these cards before that look like no. just like wax and like yeah i i, I don't i don't think i had powering but I, had, I definitely had dual lance. i had i had a oh, lot of stuff and damn. that that just and that's that's what caused my break i was like well ugh. and like i was a little disgruntled about having been moved uh you know b- before my senior year so yeah. it's like I'm not gonna play and then I had college after that so I didn't get back into it till about I want to say 2010 ish um, I was I tried when I came back I was like because before I I used to play pretty hardcore standard I tried tried yeah. to play pretty high level and so I was like well I'm just gonna be a, a standard grinder and I tried that for a while and then I was like modern modern's more like the magic I used to play sort of so I'll try that and I did that and like that kind of magic's fun. There's definitely a place for that. For me, though, it's a lot of work. You got to build all the decks in the meta. You got to test expensive, all the decks. Too. Yeah, and it's expensive and it's time consuming. And my thing is, <coughs> Magic started to feel like work. So, yeah. um, I remember I was playing. Um, I was playing the Star Wars uh, Living Card Game, and I, I went uh, to uh, my friend's house in Houston for a weekend he was like hey man there's this have you ever heard of this uh edh stuff and i was like no man because i told him i was getting back into magic and he's like check this out and he like showed me some stuff about like showed me the web page he's like yeah like this is a really cool format and then i get back and i'm talking to ryan ryan's like oh i play that and i was like sweet and we played and he just <laughs> beat me mercilessly and i was like oh, okay i don't know about that and it, but eventually it, it circled around and i came
0: back and now i i wouldn't i wouldn't trade it for the world. So, what was your first commander, do you remember? It was Urtai the Corrupted. Do you still have that one?
1: Built? Uh, no. So, man, Urtai the Corrupted is a, is a tough nut to crack. Like, I, I've tried to build it multiple times, and uh, this is also, like, I, I net decked a list, which I, I have no problems. If you want to net deck a list, like, building decks just isn't everyone's deal, so... Um I, I kinda like looked at a net deck list and I was like, Oh, these cards, and that's where I fell in love with Bitter because I was, like, yeah, Bitter uh, Blossom. You yeah. can like sack a thing to Urtai and then like do a thing. And then I, I built it and it was terrible. And then I, I was like, Oh, but I do love Esper. I was like, I love the these three colors combined. And so then I built an Aloro deck and I played that for a while and then
0: I think after everybody I, at some point has played Aloro at some point. It yeah. just realizing like, ooh, all this life gain is fun and
1: yeah, the value's there.
0: Yeah. So what about you, man? What was your first commander deck? Do you remember? Well, my very first one I ever played was Zedru, um, just playing a friend's deck, but my first one I ever built was Krufix, and I still have Krufix, and he he's my baby boy. Nice. He's, um, he's, he's my favorite. This is the god Krufix, right? Yeah. Okay, is it Eldrazi? Uh, it, yes, it eventually evolved into Eldrazi. Nice. It, it was at first a Hydra, tribal kind of deck where I just okay. build up a stupid amount of mana and just play big hydras and now it's a uh, more Eldrazi I still do have some hydras in it like I have Hydra Broodmaster and Hydroid Crisis are probably okay. my two biggest hydras in there Um but yeah pretty much Eldrazi at this point and it's very I, I, very controlly like too that's awesome I, I built a deck
1: kind of like that uh for a friend of mine one time and it it, it was a little too good so we, yeah. we, had to, we had to take that apart but uh yeah man crew fix is awesome uh
0: man i want to i want to bring back profit of crew fix maybe mm, no probably not i mean i, I did have profit of crew fix on my deck and mm-hmm. it's i mean i understand why they banned it and all that because it's ridiculously good it's a teferi and a seed muse and one yeah and all that and then plus all the broken stuff you could do with it but I didn't play it broken. I, I didn't right. break it or anything, you know. I, I believe you. I mean, I wasn't playing Paradox Engine
1: broken either. And they just banned that. It made I know. Me sad.
0: Like Paradox Engine was in my Rise of the Redeem deck and all that. It was so fun being able to just create like infinite, you know, tokens and all that shit. I, I was definitely doing. I was definitely doing some slightly dirty stuff with
1: it. I I did. Yeah. A, I built a Tesseract Tribal deck. That Ooh. was. Uh, it was from more of the Spark because I I wanted. Um, Tesorit Master of the Bridge to be my commander so bad, but and and I thought he could be, but then I realized it didn't it didn't have the text saying it could be your commander. Yeah. I like, no, but I, I still filled it full of Tesorits and I ended up uh, having Shroom the Hegemon as the uh, the commander, and uh, I did some stuff where you uh, you have that in, and then you bring in Fire and Metamorph, and it copies mm-hmm. it, so then you have Legendary mm-hmm. Rule, and then you keep swapping them back and forth out of the graveyard, and then you just Bitter Ordeal everyone. And Ugh. I did that I did that a couple of times and people kinda <laughs> gave me some dirty looks. And again, I don't have any fetches for this stuff. I, I make myself draw it, but yeah. I it was it was a
0: little much for some people and I, I understand. I understand. So 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 speaking of um just fetches and all that, um one of the things that you, you know that a lot of magic players like to do is definitely bling out their decks or, or or especially the higher end commander players like to put a lot of expensive cards in there like dual lands and fetches and you know just whatever other really expensive cards that are out there whatever commander staples they may be right. um, when you're building a deck it what's sort of your Process? Do you do you just sort of build? Do you first start with all the cards you have on hand, and then buy what you need, or or are you always trying to min max the deck, try to get the most value out of it? It's a little where in the middle.
1: Um, usually, like I'm not a builder. I'm more of a tinkerer, as in like once I get a deck, I just want to keep kind of messing with it. Okay. But when when a deck like strikes me, I'm like a commander like like Yoggmoth. I was like, oh moth I like that guy. And, um, you know, I I do a lot of scryfall searching on keywords and, like, certain terms, try to find stuff. And then, you know, I sort of build the deck out that way. And I'm definitely keeping in mind things that I have already. And, you know, if I see a $30 card that'd be super good in there, I put that kind of, like, in the maybe board sort of deal. And then I look at what I've got. And then I look at – then I, like, look at EDHREC. I'm like, well, is there anything I really kind of forgot that should be a key piece here? Yeah. And then so I – my, my collection's pretty deep as it is so i i have a lot of stuff so usually when i build a deck i'll usually spend like a hundred dollars or so um just to finish it out uh, i'll buy foil cards when um you know they're like five cents cheaper than a regular one or whatever i don't yeah i don't go out of my way to get <coughs> super blingy foils i mean I, I have some like i have a foil yawgmoth that um David Saunders, uh, one of our listeners, uh, traded me in Vegas. You know, oh, nice. and I've got, I've got this. I, I just got this from um, uh, the uh, game jester. I don't know if you can see this, but this is a uh, oh, uh, 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 shadow spear. It's like dated or whatever. Oh, no. It's nice. foil. I mean, I like that kind of thing, but like, it's not. I'm not like, oh my gosh, I have to have it. the The closest thing to that is the lands that I play. I, I'm real weird about this, and I don't think it matters as much in Commander as it does in competitive play, but. I'd like for my lands to match. So I'm, I'm always running like, <laughs> um, full art, uh, like Zendikar lands or, you know, I've definitely got a stack of, um, the, uh, the new Pokemon lands. Come oh, in. the Pharaoh stuff. Yeah. Like I yeah. think those lands look great. The, the Pokemon energy. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going I, after.
0: I, I, like, I, I love those lands. It's, it's I do awesome.
1: too, man. They look so good. And like I bought a collector's booster the other day at mothership, uh, yeah and I got some foil lands and I was like oh no I was like this can't w- awaken something inside of me I can't like have to get all these like foils or whatever I'm like thank goodness I they know. all look the same because so we we're at MF Austin and uh, they give you for certain things I can't like you'd be in a pod you'd get a, a foil land I just give mine to Ryan because I was like there's no way I'm gonna like fill up a deck with these
0: right these are like yeah. two three bucks I'm just like I don't care yeah nice nice so. it's um yeah i opened up my case of theros uh the other day a case yeah <laughs> and nice. i i only managed to get five foil lands out of an entire case seriously yeah th- that was it wow just um it was one island like two plains and like a forest and a swamp and that was it did you get any other blingy stuff oh I, I got a double thassa in one pack a oh. a foil and a regular thassa which was really oh, that's nice. cool yeah um, and then pl- I I just got so much other crazy crap too, like a foil uh, which I almost kind of want to build him as a commander because he looks really fun. Yeah, um, the one that Ryan's building is a uh, Perforos, and oh, I, the new
1: one. Yeah, we we recorded a deck tech um, for that. It, it's not gonna be coming out this Tuesday, or let's see, today's the, the first, so it's not gonna be coming out on. The 4th, they'll be coming out on the 11th of February. So,
0: okay, Um, yeah, because this episode won't officially come out until. Wait, hold on, today's February 1st, it won't be coming out till Valentine's Day. So, ooh, this could be like the special Valentine's Day episode. Oh, yeah, to talk about commander love or magic love, right? Just
1: relationships. (laughs) <laughs> I, I do, I do love, uh, my relationships with my, my friends and the magic community. Like that's, that's one of the other like crazy things about being a content creator is I've made so many friends Yeah, and like, like good friends too. Like, I uh, I met Joe Hoffman, uh, last year and I, I met Max, like Max and I had talked a lot and Joe and I had two on there and we met in person and it's just like, oh, I was like, this is a bromance. We now chat <laughs> every day on text. It's like, we're always like texting each other about yeah. like, something silly uh, but like it, it's cool and you, you meet all sorts of just awesome people that like oh, yeah. you wouldn't have met otherwise and like I think For that's sure. like the great thing about magic and that's why I like um, I love like families that play too like I, I know of a, a dad that we met in I met him in LA and we mm-hmm. met his kids and then we saw him again in Vegas uh, last year and he was like, yeah, we listen to you guys' podcast uh, on the way to school because the kids are into magic and stuff like oh, that. Oh, nice. That's and awesome. I, I, think, I just think that's amazing. And then they come out as a family. It's a thing they do as a family. And
0: I, I think that's God, awesome. God, it's making me jealous. I wish I could get my kids into magic. It's But I, I they do play D&D, so I do have to concede that. I mean that that's pretty legit man like yeah. you
1: got built in D&D group there man I I can't I can't, I can't
0: keep a and d group together to save my life No it's uh, my my wife though I can't get her to she used to play magic with me and okay. all that like um the the only commander deck I could ever get her to play consistently was slivers and so Word. I Word. So I basically had to tell her, you either play something else or like, I mean, I I didn't really like give her the ultimatum, but she just didn't. She just always wanted to play slivers. I'm like, but you always win. She's like, that's why I want to play.
2: Want well, to play it? Yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> which uh, which slivers? The commander. Uh, the overlord. I mean, okay. w- what other commander would there be?
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, I, so this is a funny story. I, I, I've wanted to build slivers. Uh, like So when uh, Stronghold came out, I was like, slivers. Slivers are like the coolest thing ever. So, oh, actually, my God, I, I def- fell
0: in love with Sliver Queen as a kid, and I wanted yeah. a Sliver Queen so bad. And I finally got one like seven, eight years ago for like 20 bucks, and it's in like really great condition. I saw her. She like jumped up in price now. Yeah, dude, that card's super expensive. I actually won in a Twitter contest like an oversized
1: oh. one. Oh, nice. So like, and that thing's still like 40-50 bucks, which is
0: nuts Jesus. to me. But uh obviously that one's going to have to be my commander because I don't Jesus. think they are going to let me shuffle that in. I I'm looking at the price of Sliver Queen. She's now 80 bu- or 90 bucks now. Jeez, uh, that's what the reserve list to do for you. Jesus Christ. But yeah, I don't I don't ever want to get rid of my slivers cuz I own Every, one of every single Sliver. I gotta. I still haven't checked to see if I own all the Modern Horizon ones yet, though. Okay. I, I think I have most of those. I know I have a, the first Sliver. Yeah, I have that um, one for sure. I need the one from, what was it? M, it wasn't M15. It was... Well, was M15 it, it, had one from Sliver Hive Lord, and then M14 yeah. had a bunch of them, too. Okay. I know I have the Land. Yeah. Oh, I, the Sliver I, Hive?
1: Yeah. I, I want to build that deck, but one, I think it's like It's a little too like competitive or a little too hardcore. And then also at the same time, like you have to think about like so And you're always gonna be
0: a target too.
1: Yeah. Like one CPLC sliver's like, oh geez, get this guy. And then on top of that, it's like, well, let me remember what every sliver has, and then everyone else has to remember what every sliver has.
0: And they're gonna ask me, and I'm like, I don't know, let me look and slivers just get ridiculous. It's it's such a fun deck, but after like, especially if you're playing Sliver Overlord, you're just going to be getting you're just going to be tutoring the best slivers over and over again. Oh and yeah, then just for sure. Lock out your uh, opponent essentially, and then you give all slivers fear, and then you yeah. can't block them or shadow. I mean, oh man, shadow! I love shadow. Yeah. yeah. So um, shit. What were we talking about before? Oh 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 yeah, fa- family. No, but that's really cool. Um, yeah, I can't get my wife to play magic anymore. She used to do LARPing. Um, back nice. in the day, I uh, did too. She, she used to LARP Vampire: The Masquerade. Oh, uh, nice! And nice. Um, White Wolf. And, so she st- still kind of plays, D- still plays D and D, but it's really just me and the kids playing D and D now. Um, okay. as, at here at home, she she doesn't really. I don't know. She's just kind of over it. I guess she did it so much as a kid and and teenager and all that. She's just. eh, I've had my fill. Yeah,
1: I, I get that. I, I don't know. I'll get I just i guess it's because it's i've always had a problem having like a dedicated uh D &D group the the group always breaks up and especially now that we're adults it's real hard to get you know you need what like at the minimum four people and a
0: dm and like that's a lot of schedules you got to line up um It, it, it can it can be difficult but what makes it easy at least in my area is i always play at my local game store and so it's it's not Adventure League, but it sort of is in a sense. Okay. So, so pretty much, I DM every Friday night. I don't do F and M's anymore. I just okay. I, I I'm the dungeon master for the Friday night D and D group over there, and um, so I've been doing a campaign now for over a year, and I and the I have three of the no four of the original players from the campaign. I've had a bunch of people come and go. Okay, that's that's pretty sweet. Like. I know there's
1: a group of people that play on Thursdays. They don't play D&D, but they they're playing Vampire: The Masquerade or some White nice. Wolf game. I can't remember which. And I'm like props, like that's old school. Like I know, I, one I, I, I'd love to play that again. Vampire is so much fun. It it is. My my roommates, I think he's trying to get a group together. Like he has all the books, like all the old books. He loves it. And I, I think it's cool too. I the game I really want to play is Shadowrun. Like I got oh, all the 5.0 yeah. stuff and I was like people are like dissonant but i'm like this seems pretty good like because or it, it, is it it's six i'm sorry it's six now I, I tried five and five was i mean
0: four was real hard When i, I, I haven't played since like 2.0 or something I, like that yeah
1: actually i would say that's why i played when i was in like high school i played the card game too and it, it, that was real hard and when i tried to do five it was real hard because it's like five or it's however many different games like each class is its own like thing and it's yeah it's pr- it's pretty hard and i was
0: just like uh eh, i'm out did you ever play the super nintendo game shadow run yes that that game uh, was fucking hard as shit it was dude i um uh,
1: <laughs> i i didn't play it back then but i loaded it up on um I don't tell anybody i had a rom
0: well and no no, playing- no no you you had it right it didn't it yeah. fell off the back of a truck
1: right no it was a backup of my my cartridge that that's right that's right that was playing on my ds <laughs> and um I, I played that game for a little bit and i was like no nah, i'm out i'm out yeah like i love the show and returns games though I, I love those games The what games shadow run returns oh, oh shadow no i've never played those those are there's three of them it's like shadow run returns is the first one then there's dragonfall and then there's hong kong and oh, okay um that studio ended up making another a Mech Warrior game that was that's really awesome Ooh, and those games are a lot of fun um, and they're they're
0: super cheap on Steam. Dude, so speaking of those kind of like RPG games, uh, did you ever play Boulder's Gate or anything? <laughs> yes, I played it on uh, PS2, I think. Oh man, uh, are you excited about the new one coming out? There's a new one coming out. Yeah, Baldur's Bo- Gate Three. It's supposed to be coming out. Um, I think they're it's either coming out this month or they're announced. It's either it's gonna come out sometime this year i think okay So sweet yeah it's, yeah. it's gonna have the D fifth edition rule set in it
1: oh my gosh i'm gonna have to get that like I, I don't i used to play games all the time when i was younger like in college and stuff you know oh, like yeah. diablo 2 all crazy oh, Yeah, and,
0: that's when you had time and you had no
1: responsibilities yeah. and shit yeah now i like i don't i hardly play anything the game though and this is really weird for me I've got got 150 hours on this game it's Pokemon or Sword I have Sword but I'm like I'm like playing competitively I'm like building competitive teams so
0: do you play a lot of Pokemon then or or is this no
1: no? so I played the original blue game and then I played a random game on DS and then Ryan had Pokemon Shield and he was like he's like uh, he got a sword for me for Christmas partially so I could get the sword one's formed to help his yeah. pokedex or whatever but i none of them have ever taken like this on with me and i'm just like really? oh like yeah and i'm like i'm on the subreddit i'm like uh looking at teams and like th- trying to theorycraft myself which is not going well and um excuse me i'm going monday to a meetup at excuse me at mothership and i'm gonna like play some people and uh oh, i don't know i think. I think that's going to be fun. We'll
0: see. I'm probably going to get my butt whooped, but, I mean, it happens. It'll yeah. be fun. No, that's awesome. Um, The last Pokemon games I played were Moon and Sun, but I didn't – I couldn't even – I Well, I only got one of them. I think it was Sun, I think I got. I couldn't okay. get into them. They, they weren't very fun to me, but the last Pokemon I really got into was – um. I think it was Omega Ruby or something. Okay. I, um, I,
1: I don't know what they're called all.
0: Yeah, um, it, it – and that was on the DS or the 3DS. I can't remember which what system, but I really enjoyed that one. But yeah, I started off with red and blue and freaking yeah. loved the hell out of it as a kid. And gold and silver were fun. And then yeah, I just sort of fell off from there because, I don't know, I, I really liked the additional Pokemon they added in gold and silver. But then a lot of the Pokemon they added after that, I just never got, I kind of fell out of it. I, I get you. I mean, there's like four hundred different
1: Pokemon in, in Sword, and I'm like, uh yeah, I totally know the names of all of them, except that I don't. <laughs> I'm just like, now the only ones I recognize are like the ones that I compete against sometimes. Yeah. And so man, I, I see you're wearing that Zelda shirt. What's your right. what's your favorite Zelda game?
0: Link's Awakening. It's a good choice. I like to that game. Yeah. It's um and then I got the Switch remake and freaking loved it. Loved the hell out of it, even though I beat it in like a day and a half. Yeah that's why I didn't buy it. cuz it's 60 bucks isn't it Yeah unless it yeah, went down in price by now That's the thing like the
1: switch games don't go down in price like first party Not games really, like no. I, I want I want Mario Kart and it's like
0: it's like sixty bucks, and I'm like, Ugh. oh, see, it took me forever to finally buy Mario Kart on the Switch because you know I had a Wii U. I, I'm a Nintendo fanboy, right? <clears throat> oh, okay and, okay, and all that. And we had Mario, like I bought Mario Kart for the Wii U immediately when it came out, and then when okay. we got the Switch, I was looking at Mario Kart again, but it's the exact same game except I think one or two ad- or like couple added tracks or something like that. Oh, I didn't know that. And um, so I. Finally, bit the bullet because uh, the wife and I were traveling to Vegas last year, and she really wanted to have some entertainment on the plane. So, right—that's when right. I finally got it. Um, did you play, uh, I guess, Breath of the Wild on the Wii U? Then, obviously, <laughs> yeah, dude. So, Zelda, Zelda. So, like, some of my top favorite franchises are like Legend of Zelda, Final Fantasy, um, okay. Mario. Um and just some other like some other um RPG games like Sweaking in games and all that. Um, oh, I see that GameCube down there actually.
1: Oh, you That's see my fu- GameCube? Yeah, oh, yeah, there. yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm so, mousing over it. Obviously, viewers and listeners
0: know that I'm mousing over it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, but um. So yeah, I I own every single Zelda game except for the Philips CDI ones, and I do okay. plan to get them one day just to finish the collection. That's awesome. So yeah, it's I played the hell out of Breath of the Wild and then a couple months ago I deleted my save and I'm starting over. Oh wow. That's so, a, that's and, a and, bold and, move. And I'm just very casually going through it this time. It's Okay. Um, oh dude, cuz the first time when I got it is I I I don't know how many hours I dropped into that game and I did the only things I didn't do were just the DLC. Okay. I, I think I literally did everything else.
1: I, I got a switch kind of late into the game. Like, I got one right before
0: Smash Brothers came out. Yeah, I, I got one, I think, uh, about a year into it, because I didn't get it the yeah, first
1: year. That, that's what I did, too. Yeah. And so, like, I borrowed Zelda, and I was playing it kind of casually. And then um Smash Brothers came out, and I just haven't, like, gone back. I, I want to, though, because that's how I try to play the game. It's pretty casually, just kind of, you know,
0: walking around, shooting things yeah. with arrows. Yeah, no, it's, um... I... Yeah, just like you, I have been finding myself playing less and less games. Um, I, I play games more on the weekends, right? Like the yeah. game the game, the big game I'm playing right now is the Dragon Ball Z Kakarot game. It's the RPG. Yeah, you, know? you, you were mentioned that earlier. I looked it up. That looks like fun. Dude, it is. So I mean, I, I will say for people it's more it's definitely more geared towards Dragon Ball Z fans. Like if you're a fan of the show and all that, it's it's made just for you because you do go through the story of the entire Dragon Ball Z uh, anime um from yeah, that's start what it to finish like. yeah. yeah yeah so i i just now started the android saga and okay. that game is pretty damn long like i'm over i think 20 hours into the game and i'm just now starting android saga and all that um so, so it, are, and they, it, are the cutscenes like 45 minutes to like charge out <laughs> <laughs> no not not necessarily but um, it's a, it's a decent open world aspect to the game too so okay. and like I said a lot of the quests and side quests they're not the best things but like I said, it's definitely geared for fans and it's just a ton of fun and it's super okay. casual and it's not very hard and it's um, it, it, like I said if you like DBZ go for it it's a lot of fun
1: I, I didn't get super into it. Like, I watched it when I was a kid. So, like, yeah. I watched, like, the Vegeta saga, and I loved that. I love Vegeta for some reason. And oh, okay. then Vegeta I watched. Vegeta and Piccolo
0: were uh, some of the best.
1: Yeah, Piccolo, and then uh, Cell, and then there was one other guy that was real weird that they had to fight that I don't remember. Was it Majin Buu or Frieza?
0: Or... It's Frieza.
1: That's what I'm thinking. Oh, it was oh yeah, Frieza.
0: Frieza was my favorite. Um, So, yeah, I, I'm. Uh, I was or kind of still am like a huge Dragon Ball Z nut. I just recently rewatched the entire series like Dragon Ball to Z to Super and all that. And um, I got to say, being older now, and this may sound quote-unquote controversial, I think Dragon Ball is the better anime compared to Dragon Ball Z. I I don't know. I haven't seen Dragon Ball. But I'll I'll take your word for it. I believe (laughs) you. So, I mean, there's definitely some... Boring aspects to Dragon Ball, like there's the whole um, when Goku's fighting off the Red 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 Ribbon Army, is a little bit boring and all that. But especially when um, he gets to start fighting Piccolo's dad in the series, um, that's when it gets pretty good. And it's just um, it's a lot more lighthearted. It's funny. It's it feels a little bit more meaningful. Goku just isn't a you know bumbling fighting machine the whole right. time. He's got a little bit more heart to it and okay. um, and he's not a terrible father yet at that time. Sweet. Sweet.
1: <laughs> I, I like it when people are good dads.
0: <laughs> God, have you ever seen all those memes like how terrible of a father he is and all that? Yeah, I've seen those. Th-
1: those and um man, I love the ones uh Lori from uh Walking Dead like Rick's wife. What a bad mom she was in the uh the show. It's like uh well, what hey, made her a
0: bad mom? Um cuz it's been forever since I've seen the series and I stopped watching like after season 6. I stopped watching after season
1: one because I was just like this is boring and like I love the comic I stopped reading that too but she would just like leave in places she's like oh hey where's Carl
0: oh I see what you mean she's like like driving a car and like drinking and it's like where's Carl yeah Goku became like the worst father and husband ever just like yeah I I know I can come back to earth after killing Frieza but I'm gonna stay I'm gonna stay over in this weird planet for a couple years and you know forget about my wife and kid she- yeah,
1: I mean, it seemed like it seemed like almost Vegeta was a better dad, which I I don't know, maybe not.
0: Well, no, he kind of was, he kind of was, because there's um, the
1: he's one epi- Balma.
0: what he's always like hanging around Balma and his kid and stuff. It seemed like yeah. from what I remember. It, it's funny because um, there's the one episode in Dragon Ball Z where Vegeta and Trunks are training um kid Trunks and and Trunks is. Getting mad at his dad because he wants to take him to a park, but Vegeta's like, "No, you got to train." And he, and him and his kids start fighting, and he punches his kid or something. It's funny. He actually punches his seven-year-old kid. Word, <laughs> word, as one does, as one does. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's totally normal. And yeah. um, and then w- what he starts breaking down, like Trunks starts crying, and then you know he he's like, "All right, let's go to the park." And you know he actually does fatherly stuff with his kids in the show right. and all that. It's funny, which you never really see Goku doing that yeah yeah like i just remember like uh his son whining a bunch oh dad, go you, yeah go be like dad where are you going yeah no um no i i love that do you watch anime at all or anything or? I, I do some like I, I love cowboy bebop i know that's real i still have not seen that i need to watch that wait or it's, no no i've never seen that
1: yeah, it's it's so good, and, and it's a
0: short anime too. I think.
1: Yeah, I want to say it's only like 30 episodes or something. But like, I just love like the kind of neo noir feel to it. It's, yeah. it's real good. Um, I like uh, I like Akira. Um, yeah, that was I, I, good.
0: I need I need to read the manga. I've heard that's better. That,
1: that's what I was about to say, man. The the is it manga or manga? I've always said manga. I, I don't, I've always said I don't manga.
0: Know. I don't know okay. which way.
1: The, the the comic book um is <laughs> like, there's there's it's so long, but this like the movie like I read the I read the comic first and then I watched the movie and I was like yeah. okay so where's like the other like seven eighths of the story here because it's such a long and involved story and the movie just barely scratches the surface of it.
2: Yeah, that's uh, that I've one's heard.
1: really good and I my favorite is uh, Gundam Wing. Um, oh, shit. God, like, I've Mobile not Suit, seen that since I was a kid. Yeah, Mobile Suit Gundam Wing is one of my favorites because it's like, I, I get why people some people don't because it is kind of boring and it's sort of political, but I just loved that one when I was a kid and like I, I used to build like the Gunpla models and oh, nice. what I'm doing Doing now is uh, I'm watching. They have a new thing. It's supposed to be like a retelling of one of the older ones. It's uh, Gundam, the uh, it's Gundam Wing: The Origin or something like that. Okay. Um, the first season's on Hulu, and then the second season is. Eventually, it, it it exists. Yeah. I assume eventually it'll come to Hulu. But there's books too, and yeah. what I'm doing now is like every time I get paid, I'll just like buy one of the books, and there's like <laughs> 20 books. So in like three years, maybe I'll have them all. Oh, nice. But uh, I I really love Gundam Wing and. I think that's all. Uh, I like, I like ghost in the shell, the movie. I tried to read the, the comic and I, I couldn't get I've into seen it. That one. Yeah. Ghost. You've seen ghost in the shell. No, I don't think I've seen that. If I have, uh, I don't recall. I mean, don't watch the Scarlett Johansson one. That one's a little weird, but, uh, Oh,
0: that's right. She did.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I forgot about that. But the, so this is an American comic, but one of my, my favorite comic writers is a uh, Greg Rucka. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about, Nope. Uh, oh okay he uh he wrote batwoman and for a while and he wrote some other ones but uh there's this show on abc called like stump town and apparently it's based on a comic that he wrote okay and i'm, I'm in the middle of like watching it and it's like don't get me wrong. i love jessica jones like um my, brian michael bendis like did really good with uh the original run of jessica jones but this is like jessica jones but like not so dark and a little more funny yeah and i'm like i'm like yeah i'm like really digging this show it's got uh colby smothers in it like uh she was maria hill and then she was in um how i met your mom oh okay She's robin and then yeah. it's got uh jake johnson who's uh nick from new girl and um it's it's really good like i definitely oh, recommend you nice. check that out but that's nice,
0: that's man. why i'm binging right now i'm binging sons of anarchy again right now i, I never could get into that it's just ridiculous, like biker drama type stuff. My wife and I watched it when it originally aired, and just okay. watching it again. I, I, I just finished like one of my binges of start one of the Star Trek shows, and then when The Irishman came out in November, I did so many, so many mob movies after that, and I, I was see. like, this tempted to rewatch uh, the Sopranos for like the eighth time again after that too. I mean, that movie's coming out pretty soon. Was it uh, that, The Saints what, it, of Newark? That's right. It's supposed to be a prequel of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I'm, Tony's I'm, a kid, or like not a kid, but a lot younger. And
1: uh how uh, James Gandolfini's son is playing his character in the oh nice in the prequel. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. Um, I'm I'm kind of interested to see that. I'll have to see that for sure. I freaking loved that show. I've seen it so many yeah. times now. I've, I've seen it like twice. I think I watched it when in college when it first came out, and yeah. I watched it to the end and like. I know the ending was kind of controversial but i i liked it i thought it was kind of cool i like i thought it was
0: endings. yeah i thought it was kind of perfect i mean it's yeah. um if you sort of uh remember earlier in that season you know the way they describe death is just like either it's nothingness and all right. that and that's sort of what happens at the end where you can assume that tony got shot by the guy coming out of the bathroom and that's why it just did went nothingness for like 10 15 seconds at the end right so that's, that's how i interpreted it yeah You're like well i don't know maybe you didn't shoot tony i was like no like i definitely did yeah no for sure and then um yeah man so um shit i, I feel like i was oh yeah we were talking about anime um do you ever watch have you ever seen one punch man yes ryan
1: introduced me to that and I've, I've seen most of the first season. I need yeah. to finish that and see the second season, but I, I love it. It's just like, he's just like, I just can't be bothered. I just can't be bothered. <laughs> uh,
0: I, that's probably the only anime right now that I'll religiously watch and all that, like, when it comes on. Like, when the second season aired, it's I, I made sure to watch every single episode. Um, It, it was just a lot of fun. Um, I've tried getting back into anime recently. Like, I tried r- trying to watch One Piece, and all that because I read the manga for so long, but I never watched the anime. And, okay. But there's so many freaking episodes. Oh my god, they're like up to episode eight, nine hundred or whatever. I don't know. Oh my gosh! Like yeah. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even try that. Um, the
1: thing that I'm trying to like, this is my goal. So Ryan's wife is a very big Joss Whedon fan, and uh, yeah. one of her favorites of all time is Buffy. And she was like. She found out that I'd never watched Buffy, and Buffy's like Buffy's good. Buffy's a good b- show. But back in the day, like when that was on, I was like, I'm watching Dawson's Creek because I was that kind of kid. Um, but well, you she, weren't I the only
0: it. one. It's uh, my <coughs> wife and I. We own the entire DVD collection of Dawson's Creek. I do too. I do too. <laughs> um, Nothing to be ashamed of. I watched the nope. hell out of that
1: show. Yeah, but I, I was watching that instead of Buffy. So now, like, my goal is to like watch all of Buffy over the course of the year, and I. The first season's kind of cringy, and I, I've everyone's told me it gets better, and I, I believe yeah, that it, it, does. it does. It does get better. I just better for I just sure. have to like push myself. I just finished the uh, the hyena episode,
2: mm-hmm. and it
1: took me like two weeks because I was like I'd watch it. I was like this is so lame. I was like I'll come back, and then I'd come back a few days later. Watch
0: like ten minutes. Yeah, and it, it's it. The first season's definitely hard to watch. Um, then the spin-off show, what is it, Angel, was yeah. pretty good. Um,
1: well, my thing is, what's nuts is like. I saw that the guy that plays angel in it on the first episode or whatever and I was yeah. like hey, that's the guy from Bones the guy oh from that's Bones?
0: right yeah, that's right yeah
1: I was like the guy from Bones used to be real sexy. I was like, huh.
0: <laughs> I was like, how do I get that
1: sexy because <laughs> I was just so because he like it looks because now he's kind of like there's nothing wrong but he's more like kind of bulkier like dad bod guy, but back then he yeah. was like super skinny like they had him wearing the wife beaters and he was real like yeah. 90s sexy and I was like, huh what's up dude
0: <laughs> very very boy band sexy right like how do i get to that um you gotta work out and have trainers and stuff and yeah i i just i can't be bothered with that i can't be bothered yeah no but um if have you ever watched supernatural no i haven't so if um, you like buffy like and you get through buffy supernatural is definitely worth a watch that is th- th- they're on the 15th and final season right of it, but i would heard that it's my my oldest and I that that's sort of like our thing. We love watching Supernatural. It's 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 so good, so good. It's, that's that's right. I know Ryan and his wife are, are watching that too. Like they're
1: they're all into like those shows. Yeah. But... So let me ask you this about Zelda. I, I'm sure. curious. This I get mixed re- mixed reactions on this. What do you think about Wind Waker?
0: Wind Waker when it first came out, I did not like it um, because. It, cause I kind of remember back when GameCube came out, and I I remember they did some of the showcase videos where they were showing a more serious kind of Zelda game, yeah, and which, which did end up being Twilight Princess. So right. as I've gotten older, Wind Waker's turned out to be one of my favorite Zeldas, like probably am definitely in my top five and all that. Um, and I love I've certain I've grown to really become fond of the music of Wind Waker. Oh as well yeah. Too. It's uh, it's my favorite one, honestly. Like, it's not I know a bad Wii one at all.
1: Yeah, I, I love it. I know some people that just hate it, but uh, you know, um, what I'm waiting for is because it, it was on Wii U, so I know they need can, to put it on the go. Switch, man. It needs to be on the Switch because yeah. I don't have a Wii U, but I got a Switch. I'd play that.
0: Yeah, I, I own both copies on the GameCube and the Wii U. It's um, and and nice. plus they did the same for Twilight Princess as well. They need to do both. Yeah. Um, what they need to do, which was actually a really good game but got hampered by the motion controls, was Skyward Sword. Skyward Sword, the I didn't play that one. It, it was on the Wii. Um and it had okay. and you could only play it via motion controls, which was Ugh. which was fun at first but it got super annoying sometimes so if, yeah i can if, see that if they were to like remaster that game to where you don't need to pl- use motion controls but i know a lot of the mechanics of the game relied on that um yeah. but if they could figure out a way to get rid of it that was a really fun game i i, I enjoyed the hell out of it Huh. i'd have to check that one out i, it, I tried it, twilight it, it, I got no, no, I was gonna say it's definitely a hard one to play because the motion controls get tiring. It, it gets annoying a lot of times, but if you push through it, it's fun. Yeah, because
1: manual dexterity is not a, a thing I do. It's when I play a lot of like tactics type games yeah. or
0: things. But um So what were we gonna say about Twilight Princess?
1: Oh, I I tried to play it. I tried. And there was a part where they're like teaching you how to run with a horse. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. I couldn't I couldn't get it down. I couldn't get the horse down. And then I was I tried and I was like, "Okay, I'm going to come back I can't get this. I tried like two or three times and I was like, "Well, I guess I can't ride a horse. Guess I'm not playing this game." Oh, no. It's um god, that's like
0: right in the beginning of the game too, isn't it? It is. It is. It's only the first like 15 minutes. <laughs> I uh, I get deterred very easily. So, if you ever so whatever comes out for the switch, you need to try it again and get yeah, past I that would. part. Yeah. Cause it's um it that's a really fun game. I think I kind of like Twilight Princess more than Wind Waker, but just slightly, just slightly more. Um, it's uh, it's definitely more reminiscent of Ocarina of Time. Um, so speaking of Zelda, what are your thoughts on Majora's Mask? Because everybody claims that's like the greatest Zelda ever and all that.
1: I don't know about that. I think it's fine. Like, I don't know if it's in my top five maybe it would be I don't know I, I think it's fine it's not as great as Ocarina of Time or any of the ones that we've well I probably like it better than uh, Twilight Princess but I like most things better than Twilight Princess at this point because <laughs> horses
0: <laughs> I, I also I just don't like horses in general so but, um, so you definitely don't like Red Dead Redemption then or anything uh, I haven't nothing, played that it's nothing but horse it's cowboy games so nothing but horses oh,
1: yeah no. probably not going to play that unless, unless it's about hunting horses
0: well, I'd mean, I play it you could kill horses in the game yeah oh then i'm in i'm in and and you can punch horses well i do that in real life
1: (laughs) well you're in texas so that's true it's true (laughs) no like i've i've legitimately tried to tip a cow and it didn't work
2: uh there's probably not and
1: was real
0: mad there's probably not much else to do in texas
1: (laughs) i mean in austin there is
0: yeah uh, austin is a pretty good it seems like there's a lot to do in that city in uh in east
1: texas there's not that much much to do we we used to do some dumb stuff like i've i've definitely done a crop circle before (laughs) what kind of crop circle so i i saw a thing on um what did i say it was like discovery channel about how they they do the crop circles yeah and what it is is they would you know put a stake in the ground and then pull a rope out from and then they would have like boards that they were they would use to like attach oh, to their feet yeah, yeah 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 and then you would step on it to like push the crop down and so i i we just made a circle we didn't try doing anything crazy N- nothing fancy right but then like we found out that that was a uh destruction of crops and it was kind of a crime and it was a big deal and so i'm not gonna say where i'm from in east texas but uh, then we were like we were like oh we can't tell anyone about this
0: so so what's your full name and address and phone number right to, it'll appear at the bottom of the video my, my okay. social security
1: too. <laughs> yeah uh, that too because
0: yeah. we'll need to send this to uh no
1: <laughs> right well you know, I, i've i've saved so many um you know princes that have sent me emails asking for my my information and you know four hundred dollars and they're gonna send me you know a fortune back i'm still waiting for the return on investment but really honestly the the saving of those princes has really warmed my heart yeah
0: well, so I much th- that it I looks like you got you look it looks like you've got some investment back because if you are watching the video of this, um, you've got a very studious library right behind you. That's not – It's true. That, that's not cheap
1: to – It's true. I mean these these books are fake. They're, it's really just like a – it's a wallpaper. No, I'm kidding. I actually, that's one of my goals <laughs> in life is to have a library. I actually collect books. Oh, nice. And um, – I'm not going to say, like, I collect, like, real pretentious books. I don't, I don't have, like, you know, anatomy books or physiology or space. But it's, like, I've got a lot of Star Wars books.
0: I've got a lot oh, of Oh, uh, okay. I thought you were going to say, like, oh, I collect first edition books of, you know, books written from in the 17th, 16th century. And no. All that. And, uh, I do
1: I do have <laughs> a first edition Alice in Wonderland that is just beat to crap. Nice. That um, I bought at a library sale when I was a kid. I didn't know what it was. Yeah. Um, I have some first edition, uh, Brady's and Ellis books. Those aren't really worth anything. Um, all my, st- I have a bunch of first edition Star Wars books. Those aren't really worth anything. It's just stuff that like I have. Well,
0: well, Disney made them not worth anything because of what yeah. they did.
1: Yeah. That's a thing that happened. I mean, they're slowly bringing stuff back. I don't know. Did you see uh
0: rise of Skywalker? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was enjoyable. Yeah. I yeah. agree with that. Well, I enjoyed it. So you are kind of like a Star Wars fan, right? yeah i'm a pretty big star wars fan so what did you think of the whole disney trilogy as a whole now that all three movies are out and and spoiler alert, if you haven't seen rise of skywalker yet we're gonna be talking to spoilers here so um honestly overall I, it's like I'd say it's like a seven
1: ish like i i know that force awakens is a retelling of a new hope yeah but i I liked that because of the nostalgia purposes i was like yeah this is a new story with new characters that is is real cool and but it's the same when i get it it's to it's to draw people back in. but i loved that movie um i saw last jedi uh visually that movie was great uh story-wise it didn't make a lot of sense to me there were some things that didn't but one of the things that i did like about it was uh, when Luke's talking to rain, he's like, yeah, you know, the, uh, the Jedi tradition is hubris, like straight up. And it is, that's, yeah. it's true. Like I thought about it, that statement and I was, I thought about the prequels and I was like, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. No, but, um, <clears throat> you know, and the thing was there were mistakes in that movies. Like, and what's, what's, uh, what's hard for me is that, uh, ryan johnson like if you've seen brick that's that's a neo or masterpiece like, i don't care what anyone says about last jedi but like so i expected something really good now was just like uh, i don't know and then like it was like things that happened like were predicated on like other things that happened that weren't great like you had to have um for uh, poe to become a leader he had to really like acknowledge his failures and to acknowledge the failures he had to have the failures but it's like well was destroying that big ship in the beginning a failure because I'm pretty sure if hadn't destroyed that it would have come out of uh, hyperspace and just blown y'all
0: blown y'all up but would it have though I mean I mean maybe not I don't know I mean when when you because I when I recently rewatched it because you know, probably just like most people, right before episode nine, I did a whole rewatch of every movie. Yeah. And when I got to that movie, I've been a little bit apprehensive because I'm not afraid to say I don't like that movie. No, uh, I, I don't either. It, it's it just like you. Visually, it looks awesome. I really yeah. lo- I do. Probably my favorite parts are the Luke, Ray, and Ken part. Um, yeah. But um, especially in that beginning, of the movie, it's I, I it's even i remember seeing it in theaters i was cringing with the with the yo mama jokes that poe was yeah. doing and all that it's yeah, like that's... it's so dumb and childish it's i, I feel yeah. like you, you know i know star wars is childish but it's like i feel like they shouldn't have gotten down to that level well it's, of, it's like potty humor level almost
1: yeah. and you know like don't get me wrong the joke was funny with when he like print calls hucks right because hucks seems like an idiot but like it just pulled me out of the movie, right? This was yeah. supposed to be a real tense scene, and he's like telling your mom jokes, right? And or, a or lot like humor... "hello, I can't hear you"
0: type things. It's like it's like come yeah. on, yeah. You no, you guys seriously. are futuristic and all that. There's no cell service or anything like that. It's right, you, you know. It's and when you think about it, it's was Poe destroying that ship really worth it after all the losses they encountered, and uh, in the end, it didn't mean anything. <clears> when yeah. you think about it. And I didn't
1: like that. So usually between Star Wars movies, there's like a couple of years, sometimes like years or months,
0: months or you know, yeah.
1: And it was like it started off immediately after uh, uh, Force Awakens, and like to me, like they just lost the First Order just lost a planet. I don't think they're gonna be in any sort of um, state to like go after anybody, right? And well,
0: my whole thing with the First Order and. And I wish they kind of, at least, explained better, like in Force Awakens. And I know, uh, like, a lot of people complained about in the prequels, like the political stuff. But right. as I've gotten older, I've kind of enjoyed that more. Agreed. Um, and when you first, when you go back and watch Episode Seven now, it's like everything that happened in Episode Six has been invalidated, right? It's it's we're right back at Empire versus Rebels again. Yeah and it's they never really explain what happened sure you can google what happened but they but there's yeah. not even like a throwaway line of oh you know the first order came back and whatever the hell they want to say yeah you, you have to read the books to really get that which and which the average moviegoer is not going to want to do not going to do you know
1: yeah i, I agree i mean I read the books so I'm like okay oh oh, yeah
0: yeah I I, I started I got the Aftermath trilogy and all that finally and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna end up reading it but I I got the Witcher books for Christmas too and I've been reading those instead okay um but yeah it's I I know I'm gonna end up reading the books and I've read a lot of the EU books too um but yeah I I guess I I guess going to Rise of Skywalker now I want to hear some of your thoughts on the end of the Skywalker saga now I mean
1: you you knew going in that like Kylo Ren slash Ben you knew he was going to get redeemed it had yeah. to happen and even if it, he didn't he had to die because they kept saying this is the end of the Skywalker saga so like anyone with that, that bloodline in him is just going to die period like there was no like I, I, I would have been okay because I, I assume and I, I don't know for a fact but I assume further Star Wars movies are going to be the adventures of you know uh, Finn, Ray, and Poe. I assume, um, but you know, having a a Ben solo with them would have been fine too. I think. Like, but then again, locking Adam Driver down longer, I could see not being a possibility. Yeah. Um, that kiss was uh real dumb. Didn't really like that. Um, yeah. But like, I, I a lot of people to me have complained about the stuff with the Emperor, not liking those scenes, but to me, like. You know, There's that whole HR Geiger-esque Looking machine attached to him And then all of like And I'm not even sure if like the Sith that were in kind of like the stadium If those were actually there or those were like Force ghosts or not I, yeah, I don't know Yeah. But I, it, I still thought all that was awesome I thought the fight was awesome You know I thought him coming to, to save her was awesome Something I am confu- was a little confused about Is what like you know Her basically killing him and then healing him How that made him Ben again Didn't fully understand that um, well, I mean I
0: I think Leia helped out with that
1: too. I, I still don't understand that part either. Yeah, like, it, it didn't I guess
0: it didn't really I, make a lot of sense. From I, from some of the stuff I've heard is there's supposedly they they cut out a lot of stuff because I think JJ Abrams was originally planning on making this three hours long, and yeah. then Disney basically told him nope, don't do it. And it's, that's what I've heard too. And I, I also read that they were actually supposed to show like all the Force ghosts that Ray hears at the end, yeah. like they're supposed to Sammy J, Hayden Christensen, you know, um, Ewan McGregor, and all that, and Yoda, and but, yeah, and, and but instead we just get voices, which doesn't feel as impactful if we actually saw them, like sort yeah. of appearing one by one and all that. That would have been that would have gotten me. Yeah, know? like if they had just been like kind of like when she's like
1: coming up to. uh, Palpatine with the, the two lightsabers or whatever if they had just kind of been behind her, kind of like making like some sort of like pushing looking motion like yes
0: yeah, yeah, so, sort of like pull a Dragon Ball Z where Goku's right behind Gohan fighting Cell and all right that, you exactly know? like
1: I, I think that would have been awesome I think that was a missed opportunity uh but overall like I really enjoyed the movie the, the, the two things that I I kind of took exception with were like um them calling it rise of skywalker even though it's supposed to be the end of the skywalker line and then her being like i'm ray skywalker and i was like oh that's kind of cheesy and then that 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 kiss but i i understand the kiss was pushed by disney because everyone's like raylo we want raylo
0: which is i mean i i've heard all the controversy it's kind of messed up because when you think of all the shit uh kylo ren did to ray and all that shit it's it's kind of messed up and all that, and and I've seen like some obsessed fans on Twitter, like you know, wanting Raylo to come back and all that. And I'm like, do you yeah. guys realize Kylo Ren was like a mass murderer and all that stuff, right?
1: Well, I mean, Vader was too, and they redeemed him. I mean, granted, yeah, but it's yeah,
0: it, it was. I mean, he didn't go around like making out with people. That, when, that's when, true. When he was
1: redeemed. <laughs> it's true. He did. Uh, he did break his wife's heart, and she died because heartbreak
0: yeah um, well actually have you ever heard the theory of why she died and all that sadness no no no, not that I was I was reading this theory that it was possible that Palpatine was stealing her life essence oh to, to, yeah to, to keep Anakin alive and all that and if they had even shown something like that in the movie that would have made a lot more sense than just sadness
1: Agreed. Yeah. yeah and also like retroactively it kind of makes sense with us whole like Life swapping that Ray and yeah. um, Kyle keep doing. Have you seen the uh, the uh, concept art and the the point by point stuff for uh, Colin Trevorrow's uh, version, Duel of the
0: Fates? No, no. I, I think I've um, heard I've heard of it, but I haven't read it or anything. Uh,
1: it um, I don't know if it would have been a a better or worse movie than Rise of Skywalker, but like it um. I, I don't know. It, it was just different. Like there were some interesting ideas there, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't. I'm not like, oh, we gotta make this movie because I gotta see it. I'm just like, oh, this is some cool concept art. Like, there's a there's some art where her she's wearing uh, Luke's like black outfit from uh, Return of the Jedi. Oh, that's. Cool. Or, or a very a very similar outfit, probably not the exact same one. Maybe the same one. I don't know. Uh, and then she had her staffs a dual bladed uh, blue lightsaber from. Made from the halves of his original lightsaber and that stuff like that. That would been cool. Yeah, although I don't know, I thought Evil Ray was kind of cool. Like I expected, and that's something that I had actually kind of expected to happen in the second one, because like if you like watch her fight, she like has all this anger,
0: like oh, yeah. she seems really angry, and I'm like she's gonna go dark, and then they're gonna have to redeem her. That I, and, I was when I first saw last Jedi, I was so hoping that Disney was going to take. A different approach like when kylo offered his hand array like hey join me i was thinking i i was just praying please do it please yeah, I do it let's I I see like, something it. It. different and then the last movie could have been her redemption yep. of you know and, and then you know killing kylo ren her redemption all that stuff. that would have been so much better just like you said and and i think a lot of others have said at the end of last jedi it was really like what the hell are they gonna do? Because the the rebel force or the resistance, whatever the hell they want to call it,
1: it's whoever it's however many people could fit on the Millennium Falcon, and that's yeah, it. That, that, got that's, like twenty that's,
0: people. Yeah, that's literally it. That's all the resistance is left. And you know what the hell is gonna happen? Like, why didn't I, I? Still never understood. So they escaped from with the Millennium Falcon. Why didn't the First Order just do whatever they could to find it and just blow it up?
1: Yeah. And that's, um there's a there's a book that came out right before the movie uh Re- resistance reborn and it it covers some of the stuff that happens in between yeah. uh uh crate and uh the beginning of uh, rise of skywalker but um it it was still it still ended kind of dumb i thought i was like okay i see what you had to do here but um i don't know i'm, I'm interested in what they do with Thrawn in the future and that's what i want well
0: yeah i saw a Thrawn book that they released um so they've released a trilogy of books. Oh, uh, uh, new, new one, uh, not from yeah. the EU, right? Right, right. Because okay. you know he was in he was in Rebels. Did you have you seen Rebels? Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, he's the, in... the only episode I ever saw was because I had to see it was the Obi Wan versus Darth Maul fight. Oh, the only yeah. episode I ever saw, and that was fucking awesome. Yeah, that was sweet. So, so you're not gonna watch Rebels? Um, I mean maybe one day and all that because I do want to watch Clone Wars too because I've heard nothing but great things about Clone Wars as well no I can't stand it man I tried I've tried so many times I can't stand it, it it's everyone has told me like it gets better at season 3 and on like that's when it gets more serious and all that but well, the, I like watched the first season I'm like this is it's if I was a kid maybe I'd enjoy this but
1: the, the problem with Clone Wars too is you can't watch it by season order that's not chronological order. Wait, you have to what? Go, yeah, the seasons are not chronological. So if you go oh, to Jesus, Lucas, fuck. if you go to Lucasfilm's <laughs> website, they list the chronological viewing order for this. So it's like oh, the, so I've been the, watching it the, the wrong way the whole time this time. I, I'm not gonna say basically, but yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, and like, um, I had to make a playlist on. Um, uh, on something to to watch them and in, in and in that order, and I started watching, and it definitely like jumps around season. It's the first episode I you watch is from season three, actually. I oh, think wow. it may have been season two. I don't remember, but like I was just like, oh, Anakin wins so much, so much, and I was like, I can't get into it. Uh, Rebels was real good. It's got Thrawn in it. Um, I'm not going to say what happens with Thrawn, but he definitely
0: lives uh, past Return of the Jedi. So that's cool. Um, and I also heard that the end of the Mandalorian has like I guess a nod to Star Wars Rebels with that dark thing, that the yeah the, the one guy had. Um, which which is a a Clone Wars thing too. Dark was so oh, it was in Clone Wars as well.
1: Yeah, because like I don't know where it came from, but whoever has it
0: like I, I thought like the Mandalorians Mandalorian. ever had it or something or
1: yeah, so whoever has it rules Mandalore basically. Mm, mm-hmm. And um, Darth Maul had it because Darth Maul r- rules Mandalore for part of the Clone Wars, I believe. Um, oh, okay. that's how. I, that's how I like. I was thinking about it. I was like, man, I I should. I was like, because Mandalorians, like, okay, I must share. Admit this, and you can hate me if you if you do, but
0: um, I can't stand Boba Fett. I think Boba Fett's stupid. I've never been a fan of Boba Fett. Um, yeah,
1: me neither. I, I just don't get it. I, I like, just
0: I thought he looked cool, but that was about it. He
1: had, he had a pretty stupid death. He's a throwaway character. I don't care. I don't care about manuals but I know people who love Mandalorian's before even before the show started. They got Mandalorian tattoos and all that. And that's cool. I'm, yeah, I'm glad you like that. I just wasn't into it.
0: But like I watched the Mandalorian I was like this is really good. And I was like now oh, I I loved that show. Holy shit. That it to, to me cuz after Last of Jedi I was pretty much over Star Wars and all that stuff. Like yeah. it's like I I but when the Mandalorian came out like it reignited my love for it cuz it was so Same. good. It was Yeah like probably my favorite show of 2019 and that is after the disastrous uh game of thrones season eight. i, I, I never i never watched game of thrones well
1: i'll tell you the i watched the first episode and i was like dumb and then i watched the finale of season three and i was
0: like dumb it's not dumb it's really good it's, i mean um, the the, the I, books are I, way better but it's um
1: I, I tried to read the first book i got like three fourths of the way for and I, I say dumb. I, I I really should say not for me. <laughs> like I if, if people like it, I'm I'm down with that. I'm happy for it. I really am. I just couldn't get into it. But I know this is a real weird term for a magic player. I'm not super into fantasy. So So you I'm don't old. even like Lord of the Rings or anything? Not really. Not really. I mean I mean I saw the movies. I definitely saw Return of the King and I was like, Oh this movie's over. Oh wait, it's not, man. Let's keep going for another thirty minutes. Yeah, oh, okay. It, cool. it it ended just like the book. <laughs> I didn't read the book. I ch- yeah. So that's something like, I mean, maybe you did. I, I don't know. Like I tried to read and I, I'm a pretty big reader and yeah. I'm not bragging, but I have pretty high, like a pretty high reading level. And I, I tried to read Lord of the Rings and I was like, I just can't read this. And I'm just like, <laughs> anyone who tells me that they've read Lord of the Rings and understood it in like elementary school. Cause I know a lot of people who said that, tell me that they have, I'm just like, I don't believe you. I mean, I don't
0: universally believe that, but like, it's a hard read. It It, it is a hard read. It's very slow because I read it when I was like 9, 10, 11, something like that. And um, it's definitely a tougher – it took me a long time the very first time because it was just – I mean, it's like a thousand-page book altogether, not yeah. including the appendices and all that. It's um, it's um, It wasn't really until I was a teenager or probably late teens that I started to understand it more. Yeah. and all that Um, and it's one of those books that I can just go back and reread like I, I just finished rereading it I think last year or the year before and th- they're my favorite books my grandfather got me into the series um, okay. I used to own like a first edition copy of all all the Lord of the Rings books but Dude, that's awesome I ended up losing them because they literally were falling apart they were disintegrating and oh all gosh. that um, and I just threw them away because it was not even worth saving um, oh, I would just like vacuum seal them into something. But, like, well, he's a- I mean, he he gave them to me like when I was a kid, so I didn't even know any better, and oh. and they only lasted like with me two to three years because they were just falling they were falling apart by the time he gave them to me. Gotcha. I could t- definitely tell they were well read though. Um,
1: that, that's
0: that's cool. Like that's an awesome yeah. thing. Yeah, and then when the movies came out, he and I would go see every single movie and all that, and so the. It, you, you know, I I got to admit, though, when I f- saw the very first Lord of the Rings movie, Fellowship of the Ring, I didn't like it at first because really? of just the amount of changes from the book and all that. So I didn't I didn't know about that. Like,
1: generally speaking, I, I would say that I, I enjoyed the movies. They're not like my favorite thing, but like. They're good. I can tell they're good. Oh, oh yeah, like, they're the, definitely the good movies, right? And they and they look real great, especially for that time. But yeah, I, I can it's imagine sad them being, being you way different. that time now.
0: It's, yeah, it, but I mean, it's true they're they're gonna be was it, they're gonna be. So the first one came out in two thousand one. They're gonna be twenty years old next year. Fucking hell. Um, no, but Long, I've been out, I've been out of high school twenty years next year. That's scary to think about. Jesus. Oh fuck. Wait. When did I get out of high school? Um, two thousand four, I think, so yeah, it'll be twenty years and four years for me. word man,
1: I feel like you gotta jump on me. you got the wife and the family yeah. I got I got the podcast and the the podcast.
0: <laughs> no, my wife and I, we were high school sweethearts, then she broke my heart and I got back at her after college and married her. Oh yeah the. Living well is the best revenge. Yeah, I, I I I got I got her with the long con. Like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. You, you you broke my heart, now I'm going to make you live with me for the rest of your
1: life. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you could get rid of me that easy? Nope. Yeah, I am.
0: <laughs> no, but um so yeah, and so I mean, eventually I grew to really love the movies and all that, but I still think The Two Towers is the worst out of the trilogy, out of the three movies. Really? Because it's just the amount of changes they did in that book, and there's okay. definitely some changes I just can't forgive at all in in that movie.
1: What What do you think about the Hobbit? I, I didn't see him, but I know like they split the Hobbit into what like
0: two or three movies. Three too, was... movies out of a three hundred page book. Um Yeah, like that seemed a little weird to me. Like, um, did they add a bunch of stuff? Of course they did. <laughs> Jesus, I mean, I Christ. feel like they, <laughs> they did. Um what, What's funny is the third movie. Like by the time you get to the third movie in the book. Like, like mm-hmm. where where it is in the book. There's only like fifteen to thirty pages left in the book. And okay. they and they span it into a three hour movie essentially. And you're just Um So I enjoyed the movies for what they were. Um I definitely okay. thought the first movie was the best one out of the three. But okay. I I have to really turn off my brain and not think of all the amount of disgrace they did to the Middle Earth. <laughs> essentially what i have to do okay
1: i i, I kind of i didn't know if maybe the, like to make them longer they like added some of like the cimmerillion into it or somehow or something no, or
0: know. that's crazy that. man um it's uh it, it really should have just been two movies because i know peter jackson has um said that he really wanted to make it just two movies but the studio pushed it to make three oh that makes yeah. sense studio interference it's the yeah. uh, the movie killer.
1: Uh, I, I read that uh, JJ wanted uh, uh, Rise of Skywalker to be two movies.
0: Yeah. Because, you know, he too. wanted that three hour situation, which I would be been okay with. I've been okay with it ending into episode 10. I don't know. Go, going back to Star Wars, it, it still gets me like how not only did the Disney trilogy just invalidate what happened in episodes one through six, but now it's. I mean, like, Anakin's sacrifice pretty much feels like nothing. Yeah. At that point. Like, it's. i don't know
1: i don't know i'm interested to see where they go from here like i they i definitely am glad they're going to do like a two to three year like cool down like maybe some more shows yeah like the resistance show is kind of terrible i don't really love that one the cartoon i've never seen it i don't do do i even want to no not really okay because after rebels was so good i was like yeah is rebels uh, done yeah rebels is done rebels ended two three years ago i think uh but um yeah and Thrawn was a big part of that and oh I was saying yeah there's three Thrawn books right now okay um that were then they're written by Timothy Zahn Um, that that are part of
0: the the part of the new quote unquote universe right?
1: yeah yeah their new canon okay and they they happen um I want to say they happen between uh uh three and four okay um I, I know the second one the worst one um it's him and Vader on like a mission and it like harkens back to a, a mission that, uh, Anakin and Thrawn had and it didn't really make much sense, but I know they're starting like a new trilogy, um, in, uh, well, this year, like May of this year, the okay. new trilogy starts, and I think what they're doing. So, people, a lot of people have asked in uh, *Rise of Skywalker*, like, where did uh, the Emperor get all these ships with all these dark sabers? Yeah, because like, you know, dark, dark saber in the book was you know that. Wait, they had dark sabers on the ships. So there was yeah the uh, those were planned destroying cannons on the ships and uh, yeah, so in um in the EU, dark saber was a a thing where, like, the Hutts were trying to build like a, a Death Star-esque uh, power laser and like mount it onto a ship or something, I believe. Oh, okay, okay. I see what you mean. <clears throat> so, um, all that happened out in the Unknown Regions, right? And yeah. I think they're going
0: to tie it back to uh, the Chiss helping them do it. Which, yeah, I mean, like, with that whole thing with all the thousands of ships, I didn't really care too much about that. It was just more some of the other plot elements like, I don't know, just everything i don't know. <laughs> yeah
1: I, sh- I just want the i just want the chiss to be more into star more
0: in star wars that's all yeah. i
1: want represent representation for chiss
0: yeah yeah it's um a- a- as far as like if they ever go to like episodes 10 11 12 and all that it should be a trilogy just com- i don't know e- either they go back in time or or if they want to move forward just stay away from skywalker stay away from palpatine stay away from all that stay away from ray to do something like hunt one to two hundred years in the future
1: you know that's that's why i'd like to see and i'd like to see like the status quo finally like change right because first order versus resistance like you said is the same thing as rebels versus the empire it's the same thing yeah right and like i think maybe in the new canon they get like Two or three ish years of peace, but still, there's like it's like in the EU, like there's all these warlords vying for power and all this. But oh, mm-hmm. nah, I don't know. We'll see.
0: And nah, make it something different,
1: right? Yeah. You know, I, I don't. I don't know. But but not in different like Last Jedi, different like good, different.
0: <laughs> yeah, good, different, or hell, or how about just stay away from anything past episode nine and go let's do Knights of the Old Republic and shit. Let's see where there was like hundreds of Sith and all that versus you know the hundreds of Jedi and all that, you know? Let's see Darth Revan. Yeah, I'd be down for that. I, I
1: hear they're remaking uh
0: Kotor. Yeah, but I think it's just gonna be like a remaster with like updated graphics. That's all I've heard. Oh, lame. I thought it was gonna yeah. be like something cool. No. Apparently not. I mean I could be completely wrong, but I I,
1: don't know. I, I I don't know i haven't like looked too much into it because i'm like star wars i'm like
0: oh, i'm always co-. like i played uh did you play uh fallen order uh yes i have played it um i like the game um there are definitely times i have to switch back and forth between normal and and the story mode or whatever yeah um just for like certain like enemies and all that but it's definitely not my favorite star wars game same um i'm about halfway through it yeah. Excuse me, and then Pokemon happened,
1: and I was like, "Oh, because when it happened, it was when those it, it came out the same weekend as Pokemon." I was like, "Well, which of these am I going to really play?" Like, "Cause I got to like spend my money wisely." I was like, "Star Wars," and then
0: now like I've got 150 hours in Pokemon, and like, yeah, 15 in in uh, Fallen Order. I know I I have probably about the same like 10 to 15 hours in Fallen Order, and um I was playing, and then when I got sick with the flu, that's when the Dragon Ball Z game came out, and I'm just like, "Well, fuck." I I'd had no plans on buying it, but I was, like, really sick, uh, so tired. I'm like, fuck, I need to do something besides sleep. So I bought the game and Word. been playing it, you know, on and off here.
1: Yeah, that game looks cool. I'm I'm thinking about getting it maybe. I, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, uh, if, if
0: you're not sure about it, just wait for a sale or something on it. That's...
1: That's really my plan honestly cuz I'm still pretty wrapped up in Pokemon doing the competitive yeah. stuff and you know I don't ever expect to be like good good but like I have fun so it's like it's like magic I'm not great great at magic but I still have fun
0: Oh you're not great at dude I'm like a pro like I could I could definitely be on the pro tour top 8 right now I just don't feel like it you know
1: Oh uh, word no I understand you just don't want to put in that work I, I get yeah. it Yeah no. yeah I definitely I definitely like oh I've got my my nope shirt on I, it, this was all a ruse to like show to solely strip my clothes on be like scumbag i was like magic scumbag i was like mono blue player
0: oh Um, i'm definitely mono white a johnny's pride mate even when a johnny's pride mate is not legal and standard i'm still playing that word word.
1: you get I hear you get disqualified from a lot of tournaments.
0: No, no. They, they just, you know... They're like, why it's so bad, we'll allow it. No, no. It's it's sort of like that Platinum Angel story. I, I just play Platinum Angel before they try to DQ me, and I'm just like, <laughs> no, I can't lose the game. Yeah. This, this card's out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I've seen people uh, get slavered, and the person who gets mind is like, I, I scoop, and they're like, nope, you can't scoop, because I'm controlling your turn. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I've seen some people get a little salty about that, but I, it's it's kind
0: of funny to me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's funny. Um, going back to Magic here, we can sort of go back to the video games here. Have you read or have you seen or read anything about that Magic Legends MMO game? Um, I, I saw the the trailer thing for it. Just, just like the little one-minute trailer <clears throat> and yeah. all that? Okay, have you, have you seen any of the gameplay yet? Mm-mm. Is there gameplay that you can see? Yeah. Yeah. You, you can look it up on YouTube. Um, oh, so I need to check that out. So I will admit, I was a little, I was pretty hesitant on this game by, because um, I, I first thought, like, okay, they're making an MMO. And at first they made it seem like it was going to be an MMO like World of Warcraft or Final Fantasy 14, something yeah. like that. So I'm like, that's a terrible idea. Why would you even want to do that? Right? Because you're not even going to be able to compete with any other mmo out there or anything Mm -hmm. um but when i actually saw some of the gameplay footage of it it's a quote-unquote mmo like path of exile it's going to be an isometric rpg instead of it just being like a third person over the shoulder type rpg which i think is a much better idea because it's going to be like diablo-esque or path of exile-esque or torchlight okay yeah, so.
1: no, I, I love those games. Um well yeah. I've never played Path, but like Torchlight and like Diablo I like. And I know that I was always kind of like this could be cool because the studio that's doing it's the studio that did uh City of Heroes and I, I loved
0: that game. I played City yeah, of Heroes. That was for a, a long good game. Time. They also did the Neverwinter Nights too, I think.
1: And and I I liked the Neverwinter Nights games too. Like the second one yeah. was real good. And Neverwinter Nights was definitely I felt like ahead of its time. I thought it was going to be like this is going to be how you play online D&D. Like, you'd build your campaign and all that, which it, it turned out not to be, but no. I don't know. I, I definitely need to check out that gameplay, and knowing now it's even more Diablo-esque, like, that seems that seems real tight. Like, that seems like what I want to do,
0: and it's it's going to yeah. be free to play, right? Um, I think so? I don't I don't know. I mean, it, it, hopefully they follow, like, the Path of Exile model, where it's completely free to play, and then you can just buy premium stuff, or whatever. Sort of like what they do yeah. with uh, Magic Arena. Yeah, you know. but, um, and that seems to have worked out pretty well for for them. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. You play Arena much or no? Oh yeah, I play a lot. It's a, um, oh, I, cool. I like trying to grind the quest and um I, I try to get at least like seventy to eighty thousand gold um right before a new set comes out and then just dump all my money on buying packs. Nice. I have like five hundred gold right now. I think. Oh, damn. And, I, I, and not because I not because I
1: dumped all my money on uh, packs because uh I just don't do the quests. Oh, I see I, what you mean. I, I want to be able to do the like, this gets a little controversial, but we'll we'll do that. Um, yeah. I yeah. don't I don't like having to pay ten thousand gold to play a brawl all the
0: time. Oh no, that's not very controversial. It's I've already talked I, about that. It's it's dumb.
1: I, like I want to be able to queue brawl all the time. You and can complete. Well,
0: you can you if I pay for it. No, no, you can go to arenabrawl.net dot net and match with that- other people and brawl. It, it's it's um it's it's a website that you put you either want to say you put in your Magic Arena name, okay. and then you say do you want to play Standard Brawl or Historic Brawl, and you okay. choose one. You hit Find Player, and it'll match you up with someone, and you just and you both put in your names and the direct challenge, and you play Brawl.
1: But the thing is, like that doesn't complete your quest. does No, it, it does
0: not. That's what I want is to complete my quest playing. Brawl. I, I I know what you mean. It's I, I want that too, and I don't understand why Wizards just doesn't give us what we want. Well, I thought, like,
1: they did the first month of the 10,000 gold. And I was like, they're going to see player feedback, and then this is going to go away. No. Nope. And then now, now we're on month two of it. I'm like, okay, cool. Maybe it's going to take a little bit longer. We'll get there. We'll get there, hopefully.
0: Yeah. Nope. Nope. They're not going to. Nope. Yeah. Well, one can hope. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, hey, maybe one day we'll eventually get Commander in that game, too. No, I don't think that's ever going to happen. <laughs> I, like don't... I you don't think I, so?
1: I, I mean, maybe I. I don't know. Ryan and I have talked about this before. Like, I just feel like it's. I don't know how they'd implement it. Like, you'd have to be able to switch screens or something. Like, even in Moto, the implementation is not amazing. And I mean, I don't know. It's not, I, no. I mean, they maybe they could if they put the time into it, because I definitely feel like well, I mean, they they're have starting. One v one
0: brawl in it. I don't see why they couldn't do commander. Just add hundred card decks. I mean, probably at first they start off with one v one commander, right. and then because they have talked about they do want to do multiplayer play in, in oh, arena. Oh really? Yeah, they, they mentioned okay. it in one of their state of the beta uh, articles or state of the game articles game. or whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean that would be cool. I'd I'd love to have it. I just
1: I can't like picture how that would like work but um, I'd play it if it were there and I think I don't know if they'll ever be full commander as far as the card nah, pool it, but it like probably never will be but like with historic brawl I think you get pretty close as long as it, because yeah you don't have to have a planeswalker as your commander it can be anybody right or any any legendary right it's not Oathbreaker's one where you have to have a, a planeswalker I think well in brawl, brawl you can use a planeswalker as a commander as well as well too so, I mean, and with the historic cards they're bringing in, and like they brought in some pretty dope ones, like Fire X and Arena or uh, Cisse,
0: yeah. like the the Selesnya one. So yeah, yeah, we could see that they could definitely have. And plus, they're going to slowly start bringing Pioneer into Arena as well, too, and, which I'm kind of excited about because I have I, I'm pretty much at this point in my Magic career done with paper Magic, except for EDH and Cube. Right, and um, I have no desire to get into standard modern legacy anymore because legacy is dead in my area, and, and I pretty much sold off my legacy deck except for my guy's cradles, and Word. um, I sold off my modern deck because it it got to a point just like we talked about earlier; it was just too much money to keep up with the meta and all that. Right, and um, and then standard just became too much of a grind, and I stopped enjoying it. But, uh, what legacy deck did you play? Uh, legacy Elves, and I also had um, I had Green Stompy as well too, okay. and um, I had a pretty crappy, oh god, what was it? Um, fuck. I have to look it up. I don't remember right now. It was like, I think a crappy like Mono Red Aggro deck or something like that. I gotta look it up. Oh, okay. I, I I, I've, I've
1: had one legacy deck. I still have it. It's a uh, Manilest stretch. <laughs> It's a cheap deck, like
0: yeah, but, but like, it but it can win though.
1: Yeah, it can win or you win real fast
0: or you lose real fast, and that's how I like to play Magic. Yeah, it's um, it's I remember my first time playing Manalist Dredge against, and I was playing Green Stompy and all that, and um, he beat me tur- like game one like super quickly and all that stuff. So I I sideboarded in Grafdigger's Cage and yep. just turned one Digger's Cage, and you just looked and scooped. Yep. <laughs>
1: that's that's how it goes. Yeah. But it, it's such a fun deck. And I, I played it on Arena and that's how like I'm not Arena, I'm sorry, uh, Moto and I, I learned so much like in terms of like the timing rules or what like holding yeah. priority and whatnot with uh Phantasmagorian and like all that and it, it definitely was a learning experience for me and then I built it on paper and our our Mothership lets us lets people play uh uh Leg- or we do legacy on uh Monday. I don't go that often anymore, but they do it on Mondays, and I used to be kind of the scourge of that. It's like, that annoying guy with manless dredge. <laughs> like, I wanted to build um, the Eternal Storm uh, deck, okay. uh, Tez Dredge,
0: but, like, it's like a million dollars, so I was like, nah, no, I'm off it. <laughs> yeah. H- have you ever um, seen someone play Oops All Spells? No. What is that? Um, on, Let me see if I can find it. I can send you the deck list via Twitter or something, because it's um, it's basically... Um, Oh god. Let's see if I can find it here. Oh wow, they even have a magic article about it. Let's is see this oh, a oh this is like an old one, isn't it? I'm looking at one from like twenty seventeen on Goldfish. Let's see. Ooh, these. Yeah, LEDs. The, yeah the, this one has no land either. Um, it has like just chrome mocks on lotus petals and dark rituals and Um, yeah and all that so it's kind of similar it's just um you just draw cards play more spells and draw cards and just try to get stuff out and um kill your opponent it's very similar um and uh if i don't know if you ever heard of uh cheerios yeah and cheerios and legacy is pretty fun as well too it's um I remember the first time playing against it, they're just playing all these zero cost spells. I'm like, What the hell are you doing? and all that and then it's like you just see like an Emrakul or ulamog come out and you're just like, Oh, I'm fucked Arnight. Did
1: did you see the professor's video uh playing the person who uh I can't remember her name that uh designed Shulane with a, a EDH Cheerios deck. It was like a deck tech port. No the other thing did some nuts things. I was like, I will never build this deck but I respect it. Yeah. It's definitely um, one of those crazy decks. Um, Emory has a lot of those kinds of cards too, uh, just because you know it's like play a card from your graveyard. Oh, let me go ahead and play
0: uh, Urza's Bauble. Yeah, yeah. Emery, um, not a fan of that commander. Oh, because it can just be ridiculous. Mine's a little ridiculous, but not like I mean, it's it's a good commander. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, I, I, I like what it can do. It's just not very fun to play against.
1: M- mine's like toned down Ryan built yeah. his as construct tribal <laughs> uh, which it's uh, that was his way of toning it down uh, mine's a little more competitive like I definitely have like uh, like uh, the last time I played I believe I won with um, dramatic reversal um, on isochron scepter yeah and then I had um Mirrodin besieged out and I Ooh. chose phyrexia and then uh, I blue sun Zenith myself to uh, like four cards, That's and disgusting. then I uh, I cast uh, Cyclonic Rift, and then uh, I had Omniscience out, and I was just like, "Yep, I, I think I win, guys." I mean, if you want to like play it, let's play it. And they were like, "It's some of my my uh, friends." Like it was a that wasn't like randos. It was like a, a personal play group, and they're like, "No, nah, we're done here." And I was like, "Cool, me too." <laughs> What's like, um, what... it, it feels.
0: Oh, no, no. Okay. What were you going to say? I was like, it feels good, but it also feels bad sometimes. Oh, yeah. W- w- what do you think is your most degenerate EDH deck that you have? Right now, I'd say it's niv at Perun. Ooh. Uh, is it like Storm or something?
1: <clears throat> no. Um, so it's uh, bounce stuff back to your hand, take all the turns, draw all the cards, tribal. Ooh, okay, okay. So, what I I've, <laughs> the last 3 times I've played this game, I've gotten these cards out. And I, I don't know how. I'm not like I said I never fetch. And uh, want well, to say never, but I don't do a lot of fetching and I didn't fetch these cards, but uh, I keep ending up somewhat, the last one was someone had Nekuzar out, right? So we're all yeah. drawing two cards taking two damage. So I get Psychosis Crawler out. Mhm. And then I get um Dictate of the Twin Gods out. And So I'm doubling damage there and then I had a bunch of cards in my hand and like I windfalled and I tried to I think the windfall got countered last time I did this I uh, oh and I have a thought reflection that draws you a bunch of cards or draws I mean yeah. draw one you draw two um, I had that the last time I won with it. I had that out and I uh, I um, uh, Windfalled and like drew how many cards I had in my hand or i think it. i think that's one fall i can't remember there's one of them that's however many cards you have in your hand discard them draw that many so you know i've got that i've got uh i have you know like um niv mizzet out and i have uh, or niv mizzet prune and then i have uh psychosis crawl out and then i just kill the table like jesus it's, it's getting pretty and like i uh the last time i won with it i was like expropriate or no yeah first i was like time walk or not time walk um Time warp and yeah. like okay, and I was like expropriate and I got countered and I was like okay well I cast it so because Ryan does the same it's like every time he's he's cast he's have to resolve, I mean it does for him usually it hasn't for me the, the two times I've actually played it but the two times I've I've cast it I've won, um so then uh, I ended up taking I was at like I got countered then I Karns temporal sundering and. I just I just kept taking turns and just kept drawing cards and killing people with psychosis crawler and uh what which this is why we preach you should uh definitely run artifact and enchantment removal to uh stop these sorts of things. Oh yeah. Like like in the game that I was playing, like there should have been some sort of removal, like it just didn't happen. <laughs> like I don't even feel like I deserved to win that game, honestly. I was like somebody's gonna have removal and it just never happened. Yeah, that that's a but, pretty fun one, yeah. So I'm I'm doing some I'm I'm making a few changes to it I I'm not sure if it's gonna get worse or better but we'll see. Oh, dang. Uh, what about
0: you? What's your What's your most degenerate deck right now? Um, probably my most winningest deck right now. I mean I wouldn't consider my two mo- my two most winningest decks right now are Chulane and crew fix. But I feel like my most degenerate deck that I built purposely to be degenerate would be Grand Arbiter Augustin, and that's um really to stop like my little play group because a lot of my friends like to build stupid ass combos. And yeah. so Grand Arbiter is just pure control. Um mm-hmm. I don't allow you to do anything I don't like. Um I don't even have to have Grand Arbiter out to even really do it. And it's right. just, you know, the, both Teferi Planeswalkers, not the mono blue yeah. one. Um the uh and I have pretty much two win cons um, my first win con is Ulamog, the Ceas- Ceaseless Hunger. Um, and then my other win con is Approach of the Second Sun. And then okay. the, the, my favorite way that I've won with Approach before was... It, it was a pretty longish game where you know I was counting everything. I had so much mana out. And everybody on the table was afraid to do anything. And I only had, I think, one other blue player that could counter me. And... I think he was tapped out so I just cast Approach two times in one turn by I casting s- Approach and I already had a Smothering Tithe with like 21 Treasures and okay. all that stuff so I, I, I cast Approach of the Second Sun then put it you know down 7th down from bottom then cast Dig Through Time and then got, okay. then did Approach of the Second Sun again and um, that was the best time I've won but every other time it's just I've won from Teferi Emblem um, freaking just making people miserable and and I only play that deck when I know everyone else on the table is playing their stupid degenerate combo decks right Yeah, you gotta have
1: like a deck like that for like the end of the night where it's like let's just all bust out with the power and get this game over with just
0: see what happens like I've always wanted to build that deck but like and and I don't don't build it stacks to where you can't attack me you can attack me yeah sure fine and all that but you know you try to play anything that I don't like nope it's not gonna happen
1: yeah that's that sounds pretty legit I, I wouldn't mind playing seeing how that works out i'd, I'd love to
0: play against that it, i mean it, it's definitely not good 1v1 and all that it's definitely more of a pod deck yeah and all that stuff sounds sweet so um other commanders let me see what i have um let's see i used to have a ekasar deck i got bored of that because the always felt like to me a one trick pony yeah um I started I, I built a Grixis uh a um um Nicobolus Ravager deck. I know I could have used okay. original Nicobolus, but I wanted to use Ravager only because I can make you discard a card when I get it out. And um that's sort of become my thief discard deck where I make you discard all your cards and then I'll steal something from your graveyard or steal something you have on the table and Oh I like it. Um, I need to ooh, you know, I need to put Thassa in there so I can start blinking Agent of Treachery over and over again. And oh my it. gosh!
1: Oh man! <laughs> and, oh god! That card's like the scourge of Brawl to me, man. Like Ryan, I cast or somebody I cast, it. and the thing is, like, you kill
0: it, and like they still keep the thing, and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I know. Cool. And, I mean, I I know the seven mana cost is prohibitive but is it really in something like brawler commander you know uh, not, not really i mean <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm probably rampant
1: so you know um man the new Thassa i really like I, I i haven't watched it yet but somebody told me uh dj jumbo commander put out a video on uh, a mono blue um thassa deck and i'm like i need to check that out i'm maybe a thing i want in my life
0: I know, cause my mono blue deck I have right now, cause I, I'm slowly gonna be doing like the 32 color challenge. Like I, I'm what, being what's that 32 color challenge? Where you build an EDH deck of each color combination. Okay. And all that, it's like I'm very slowly doing. I just finished mono black. I'm doing a Yara, and um, cause I when I saw Yara, I loved it. I loved it. Um. Okay. And um. I finally finished her though I do I am going to add probably a few new cards from Theros into it like that Nightmare Shepherd guy seems pretty yeah. good um and uh but so I I my mono blue deck right now is Psymaster Master Thopterus and it's just you get him out a lot of card draw and just play a lot yeah. of cheap Artifacts in order to build up a board of thopters, it's okay. it can be fun. I used to have like the um I used to have the crack clan ironworks combo with it, but oh, yeah, then yeah. I sort of took that out because it just got boring because I would just basically tutor for that. Um, so because I I there are times I like infinite combos, but then right. um you you get sort of bored with it because you can just get them out so easily sometimes and you're like your yeah. deck becomes a one trick pony at that point. Yeah, I agree. And um, I I like to have my deck to have a little bit of variety and all that just so it's not the same game every single time. You know? Yeah.
1: Man, that thirty two, that's a lot of decks. Like Yeah. I, I think together I probably have put together I probably have like eight decks. I think five of them I play consistently. Like, mm-hmm. if I had that many decks, like I just I don't think I'd play them all. And yeah, no, me, it's, it's like I'd rather use those cards in decks I'm gonna play. I guess like I definitely mad respect for doing it. Like that's insane. Like, well, that's
0: why I'm doing it but, extremely slow and all that stuff. Gotcha. I want to be able to find commanders that I know I'm actually gonna play. You know, right. even if it's only for a couple times. That's why I'm not doing it. You know, all at once and just to play. I'm extremely picky about my commander that I pick Same. because it's you know there's too many commanders that come out too many legendary creatures that come out I should say that just feel very one trick ponies or very boring I guess I could say yeah. You know, there, there's I, just too many like tribal you know for people who love tribal awesome cool more power to you I was at that phase where I really like tribal but I'm sort of at that point in my magic career where I want to do something else besides just tribal right I want something that has unique abilities and right. Yeah, it definitely seems like they're pushing out a lot more
1: legends, uh, legendary creatures oh, yeah. rather, lately to be commanders, and I, I definitely think that's them tapping, trying to tap into sort of partially Brawl, but also commander, because they know that commander sells cards now, like they've, they've realized that, like, I think commander pushes a lot of the secondary market even and unfortunately. That's why I, like, I kind of miss it like, back
0: in the day when you could buy super cheap commander staples yep. and all that stuff. Now it's everything's expensive, man. Prices are just going
1: up. Like I don't remember what it was. There was some like Swan Song, right? When that when that card came out, it was like it's like a buck or something. It's like ten bucks now. And I'm like, are you what? Serious? Yeah, like what I think was it nice was like nine st- nine nine.
0: St- oh, uh, I looked it up. Yeah, damn. It is it's about like Anywhere from five to ten bucks now. Yeah, it's it's insane the 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 price creep. But I used to have so many of those too. They're probably I, I know what, I've got some in my EDH decks.
1: That's why that's why I don't trade, man. I just I just hold on to all of it, even things that look like uh, crap rares. Like I think the best example is LED. Right, I, I was playing during Mirage. I definitely wrote oh, Lion's Eye uh, Diamond. So, yeah, I I definitely wrote Vampiric Tutor across one to make a proxy. And now that's like a $200 card. <laughs> and I'm just like, I wish I still had that. I wish I yeah. still had that. Like, even if it still said Vampiric Tutor across the top of it, I would still play it as an LED. Like, I'd mark it off and like LED. Got yeah. there.
0: No, it's, um, and I'm getting to the point where I'm about to probably sell the rest of my collection. Because it's just, I've got, I sold about half of it last year. Because it's just getting to a point where it's too much. And I'm just not really doing anything with it. So, yeah. it's uh, I'm just gonna pretty much keep what I want and then just get rid of the rest, like all the bulk, like commons, uncommons, they're gone. Um, I'm at a point now, like if I'm building an EDH deck and I need the commons, uncommons, I'm too lazy to look for it and I'll just buy them online because those are like you know anywhere from five cents to a dollar, whatever. I don't mind, yeah. Generally speaking,
1: that's what I do as well, but at the same time, like I couldn't see something because I definitely have like. A bunch of commons are but then you end up with something like what's in?" there there are
0: uncommons that have jumped to like twenty dollars in the past
1: i don't think they're like oh there's r- even uh, some r- commons like, like
0: yeah do, do you remember when a devoted druid went up to like 10 15 bucks for a little bit there oh yeah w- with that well, whole infinite combo in modern uh the other one's rustic
1: study that's a common from prophecy that's yeah I know. 25 to 30 dollars right like that card is reprinted so bad yeah but it like does. it really does that's that's why, like, I'm scared to get rid of these cards because next thing you know, one well, of these is gonna be a a $20, 30 thirty dollar bill, and I'm like, oh I better hold on to it.
0: Yeah, but um, I mean, if you're if you're gonna get rid of them, like, if you want to get rid of them, just do it because the longer you hold on to it, the more you're gonna be like, well, you never know, you never know. Because I sold a lot of high value stuff that I know has definitely gone up in price last year, and um, I'm just, I'm, I'm over it. And again, you may have a bigger
1: collection because you're talking about buying not, a not case anymore. earlier. Yeah, I mean,
0: yeah, you know, I, I definitely don't buy by the case, I don't ball that hard. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I don't really, yeah, no, it's um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, but um, it's definitely not as big as my collection because I know my one guy, uh, my one buddy, he lives like down the street from me and he, he's been playing since Alpha, and his okay. collection was in his collection is still insane like he collects one of every single card just for his personal collection right and then he no 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 he collects a play set of every single card and okay. he's got a play set of every single card i don't think he's got a play set of every single alpha card and beta card but okay. i think for like unlimited and up he does um so yeah, his collection's insane. And plus, speaking of collections, my one of my D and D players on Friday night, um, he started buying Magic when it first came out, and okay. uh, you know started buying the starter decks, the Alpha starter decks, and yeah. and then stopped playing around. God, I want to say like Weatherlight Stronghold, something like that. And, okay, and he's wanting to sell his collection now, dude. He he brought in one of his binders because me and my buddy are helping him, you know, sell it. Piece it out, yeah. Get yeah, piece it out and all that stuff. Dude, hold on. I I can send you these via Twitter, but when I, I took some pictures of his binder because he has literally some beta power in it. He's got two. He's got like two beta mox sapphire and two beta like mox emeralds and all that stuff and just on on top of you know like a whole bunch of beta dual lands and all that like and i'm also Jeez. i'm like these pages right here they're like that's like 50 grand right there that you have not yeah. including like everything else he has because he had you know a whole bunch of beta soul rings and all that and um just ev- like oh it, dude it was insane the shit he had that's that's crazy yeah. that's like bro you're about to buy a new house. Well, he he he's an older gentleman. He's gonna basically he, he's doing it for his kids and grandkids and all that. Oh, uh, okay, so, Get that college so, fund going. Yeah, so good for him for doing that. You know, it's, yeah. Um, I, I if I was in his position, I'd be doing the same thing because he's also a comic book collector and oh, he man. has like uh, he was telling us like his collection, like all these first edition rare stuff. I, I I don't follow comics at all, so I don't know if what he was saying was really good or not. I just had to t- take his word for it yeah anything that's like first
1: edition or first i'm just like yeah it's probably worth unless it's unless it's spawn number one Geez, spawn number one's like ten dollars and i'm like come on yeah like, i gotta <laughs> I, like, I hold on to that thing card that book for so long like, it's gonna be worth so much money it's gonna be so much money and i'm just like oh, that's like 10 bucks
0: yeah the only comics i actually have um are just the batman ninja turtle comics that have come out in the past couple years Dude, those are good. Those are actually yeah. surprisingly good. I, I really enjoyed the first two <clears throat> volumes. I need to get volume three. I haven't bought those yet. Um, but I know Batman and Ninja Turtles are probably my favorite like comic book franchises. Okay. Over the years, so when when I saw that they were doing like a you know, a crossover, a crossover or whatever, I'm like, oh shit! And I think they've done crossovers before, but th- these have been like pretty dark and pretty good though
1: yeah so they did a whole like warner brothers dc crossover i think it was like the other one was elmer fudd and batman <laughs> which was which was pretty meh uh there was the shadow in batman which that was pretty cool i liked the the shadow radio plays back in the day
2: yeah
1: like um my uh where did i get those i don't remember i had like these like cassette tapes and i'd listen to it'd be like a radio play and i was
0: like that's pretty cool oh, so um, um so yeah that's about all my experience with comic books i'm not too heavy into it some of my 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 one friend he's super into comic books and he's telling me like how he's so excited about all these i'm like cool dude that's awesome i don't know what you're saying but it sounds good i I, I used to be
1: in the comic books i have a lot of comic books that are probably worth eh ish money but like now all comic books like across like dc and across marvel they're, they're still good books sometimes but they're all you have to read all of them or you don't understand anything yeah. and I, i'm not gonna they're, they're not self-contained stories anymore with, like that no not really i, I mean some are so. but most aren't right so you have to you're spending 30 40 a week on comics and that's 200 dollars a month and that's um a lot of magic cards I could be buying. Or rent I could be paying or something, right? Like I just I can't keep up with it anymore. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm not gonna try. Yeah. And I you know, I'll read the one comic that like I like, but it's like, well, I don't know what's going on, because this ties in with like ten other comic books. Yeah. So oh, shit. I didn't realize they're doing that shit now. Damn. Yeah, they've been doing it for a while. Although the thing I do want to get back into is X Men. Um so there's a writer, Jonathan Hickman, who's just amazing. He uh yeah he wrote um avengers and new avengers for a while and that ended in uh secret war the, the second secret wars which i thought was kind of dumb but he also there was a, a thing called infinity that happened and infinity is is sort of what um um uh, infinity got, or uh, uh was it Endgame, game and uh what was the one before it infinity um, wars yeah infinity war like it that one's sort of based on the original one but not really it's more based on this infinity uh, comic with like the um, the sons and th- daughters of Thanos or whatever and all that uh, with like Ebony Maw and stuff those, those original infinity comics but he's take they like X-Men got nuts like Brian Michael Bendis went like ridiculous with it and they what they did was they brought the original X-Men into now and it was a train wreck I mean it was just bad so they gave it to Hickman and they were like fix this please and allegedly <laughs> it's really good I need to check it out but uh, I don't have $30-$45 a week for that oh, damn Jesus that's how much it costs a week for that well I mean if you're getting all the comic books to like that that go because they all tie in together right oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. you're getting all the titles shit so, man wow that's crazy there, there's there's so many different like hot. that's what I like about kind of like nerd culture now like back in the day like there wasn't it was like kind of taboo and it wasn't mainstream it was hard to get stuff and now it's like anything that you want to get into like if 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 comic books is your thing right and you want to spend that money you can do it and it's it's totally fine really easy to do you know magic cards are real easy to get used to I had to go to a Walden books in the mall and be like talking to the guy I'm like Hey bro, you got any Ice Age behind the counter, <laughs> right? Like now, I just like I can I can go to Walmart and buy magic cards. I Man, mean, I don't, right. but you know, I could. But like you know, D and D, like I have seen D and D starter packs at uh at Target yeah. and you know all this stuff. Like I I think that's awesome. And like I don't I don't have. I mean, I hope to have kids one day. But like you know, like your kids, or, like Ryan's kids, like they're gonna grow up in in a world where like the things that we were into, you know was sort of looked down on back then because i remember oh yeah oh yeah it was
0: definitely looked down upon
1: yeah like my my mom was not into me playing D &D and she was not into me playing magic because she thought you know satan was going to jump out of the lord of the pit art and like get me (laughs) um but uh she's come around with the podcast stuff and kind of the positive things that we've done and she she gets it now but back then it was hard. but you know now like kids can get into these things and it's a positive thing and it's not people don't look down on them or anything so I, I think it's cool that we live in that world now
0: oh yeah it's definitely awesome like my kids um you know it's, it's you you ask any of them they or any of I mean my two daughters um you, you ask them and like every one of their friends play video games that was unheard yeah. of back you know us growing up and all that you know cause video games is definitely taboo a lot of yeah. times and well, and the other thing is video games used to be a thing that I played by
1: myself because I didn't have friends. Yeah, exactly. When I was when I was a kid. And now it's like everyone's playing video games together. Like, it's like, I mean, I, I don't really understand how Fortnite works, but, like, a lot of kids play
0: that together. I, I, I play that with uh, my youngest sometimes. Like, she'll nice. uh, she'll play on her tablet or phone, and I'll, I'll boot it up on the PS4, and we'll play. I mean, we'll only play, like, a game or two because I can't stand the game too much. Right. But it's, it's you know, we, it's something we do together for a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Which, that's awesome, too, is that it's, it's bringing you guys together. It's like a common yeah. language that you speak. Yeah, because she, um, you know, I tried getting both my kids into magic. They, they know how to play. It's just they aren't that into it. And um, it's, D&D definitely fits them more because they're extremely imaginative. They, okay. they love the role-playing aspect of it. And um, it's we just have a ton of fun doing it. And I think... And as far as, like, a second hobby, one D&D is way cheaper than Magic. Um, True, true. (laughs) I mean, you can definitely make it just as expensive if you wanted to, but... Yeah. It's um, it's also a really fun (laughs) hobby as well, too. It's um, it's not competitive if you don't want to do something competitive, and it's also... It's I I have always been a very creative, imaginative person, and all that. So right, it sort same. of fits in my wheelhouse, and that that's where I sort of bring that into magic as well, too. With commander, with especially building commander decks, try to get that, that imaginative. Theme. Yeah, the theme of it. Try to be yeah. imaginative and creative
1: with it yeah that's pretty awesome and with things like D beyond now D D is just so easy right you just build your character on there and they've got the books online and you can search through them and
0: stuff i don't know how much you've, if you use that much yeah uh i i was in the beta for D beyond and i like the character builder for it it's cool um i just am not a fan of it because you have to rebuy the books because like so if you have the physical books you can't use them on D&D yeah. Beyond and all that so i'm not a I, fan of that
1: yeah I, I don't love that either because i'm definitely like i like having the book on D beyond but i also want to have it on paper because that's the kind of person i am because i'm yeah. going to play a game like I, i've tried it i was like well i'll just you know i'll buy the books you know the ones i need and i'll have my take my ipad and just play and that didn't work i was like i like going through the early points so i'm going through the pages of the book trying to yeah. find stuff like that's i
0: love that no, there, there's definitely some apps that I know some of my players use that aren't D&D Beyond that they make full, uh, complete character sheets out of them, and they can print, the, export it to PDF. I, I can't remember the names of them, but that's cool. I, I, I'm definitely, I feel like I'm always going to be an old school player with D&D. It's going to be pen and paper for me. Like, I, I don't mind typing up my character sheet on the computer and printing it out and all that, just right. so it's legible and right. all that. But besides that, it's that's about as far as I go when it comes to digital with that it's always going to be pen and paper and I I will play online like I'll play online you know I mean you see you see us do the 10th street hooligans d d yeah yeah and then um, we're actually going to be moving that to roll 20 pretty soon and nice roll um, 20 roll 20 seems sweet dude I wish I had that as a kid I would have played so much more d d as a kid back then it's like because, just like you said, just like we were talking about earlier, you know, people's schedules and all that stuff. And then, also, earlier, being younger, no one ever played D&D and right. all that. It's like, it took me, <clears throat> like, the amount of d and I played as a child was only, like, a couple sessions, and that was a second edition. And then I didn't really start playing Oh, d- Thaco.
1: Oh, yeah, Thaco. Yeah,
0: it, and um, I, I didn't really start playing D&D until I was a teenager, like, into college, but it was an official dnd it was a a system my friends and i built it okay. was a like dnd meets final fantasy tactics okay type type game it was so much fun to play um and we played that for like 10 years and that's that. cool yeah that's cool that y'all built
1: a system yeah man if y'all remember to roll 20 you're gonna have to you need some some guests to, to, to show up man
0: <laughs> hit me up dude i can i can do some stuff Oh, I mean, no, no, we, we could try to figure something out, Um, you know, because that's been something that we've been thinking of. Um, try to figure, like, how would we incorporate a guest into this? Because as you, it's kind of hard to do, you know, yeah, because it'd be an ongoing campaign that would be going on. And right. Um, it's I don't know. I don't know. <laughs>
1: figure I did uh there's a there's a podcast called dice fiends that mm-hmm. I, I guessed it on and they did like an april fools like oh like one, one shot, shot?
2: Yeah. yeah yeah it
1: could be a and, one shot or something like and, that. and I did I did a one shot with them and um it got it got kind of nuts mm-hmm. <laughs> it got it got real nuts so um but yeah D is is cool I, I enjoy it um I haven't played much lately so I tried sh- the my last word into pen and paper was a uh, shadow run and Oh, nice! Mm-hmm. It was it was okay. So, was okay.
0: Um, have you looked into Pathfinder at all?
1: Uh, not much. I know a new edition just came out, yeah. and so we've been, we been reading it. <clears throat> lately. Nice!
0: It's nice. freaking look how thick that is! It's over yeah, six hundred pages long. I, I have a friend uh, who's
1: one of our listeners. He's one. He's been. I think he went to high school with Ryan, and I met him. So ryan's bachelor party was a cabin trip like they went yeah. out to this cabin in the middle of nowhere and they just keep doing it and then i got once ryan and i got to be pretty close cool friends i got invited to that so then i go and then every year we play kind of a one shot and he he writes pathfinder um campaigns cool and we kind of beta test them and so i i played the new pathfinder um last year in like
0: august i think maybe september excuse me and uh it was it, it was pretty cool
1: it's pretty yeah. cool. I liked
0: it. Yeah, I mean, I haven't played a single game of it yet. I've just been reading the rules of it, and there's a lot of things that one, it's a much more complicated system compared to D and D fifth edition. But oh, I'm sure. But two, it's there's a lot of rules and rule sets in here that I wish D and D had because one of the things that I'm finding with D and D fifth edition was that it feels pretty shallow, and I wish, and it feels like a lot of times there's too many rulings or too many kind of rule sets that are just up to DM's discretion. And where Pathfinder has them more defined in the book where, oh, you want to do XYZ? Okay, these are the rules for it. Boom. That's it. We don't have to argue about it. If if there's something I may want to change, slightly tweak it, sure. But for the most part, boom, there's the rules. Right. The thing is, I I think,
1: and that's where uh, actual D&D and Pathfinder diverge is I, I think that D and D like five. D and D four did went way too far with it, but D and D five sort of reined it back in. Is they want to make it easier for more accessible. Oh oh yeah, really. for sure. It's way easier to get into. Yeah, like because I remember when I played D and D second edition when, back when I was in like junior high. Like that was hard. oh yeah i read that book like three or four times like and i was still like
0: oh i don't know and like dude dude you you want to talk about hard like i because i've gone back and bought a lot of the books like first and second edition i've tried reading the first edition book i'm like (laughs) they don't even explain any of the rules that they they just put out like stat tables and what you can do but it's like well how do you build a character then that they don't even really explain how to do that (laughs) that's crazy like I wish I had bought
1: some of that stuff back in the I remember there was a, where I grew up, there was like an, uh, like a used bookstore yeah. and they had like real old books and they had like in this, it was in a plastic bag, but it was, it was like advanced Dungeons and Dragons. I was like, I wish I had bought that. Cause I look, I, every time we went, I'd look through it. and I'm like, dad, can I get this? And he's like, no. And I was like, that's cool. <laughs> I get it. I, Cause it, it was
0: like $25 or, or whatever. And, yeah. and when you're a kid, you know, that's a lot of money. Yeah, for sure no but it's it's fun going back and reading some of those old books um yeah and it's just to see how far the game's gone but yeah that is one things i like with fifth edition it's a much easier system to get into and all that and there's a lot of good role-playing aspects to it but as a dm it's a little frustrating sometimes with the lack of rules sometimes yeah. and there's too much stuff that i have to either make up on the spot or i have to do a google search and it's usually one of the D developers putting out a tweet that becomes yeah. an official ruling i'm like oh, that's dumb why do i gotta do that when i why can't it why can't they just, just have that in, the in a book yeah right Right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you did you get the new eberron book yes i have not actually gone through yet i'm way behind on my D books like the because i i buy all the D <laughs> books um, okay and i still need because i just now recently finished um what is it Waterdeep, and i was gonna okay. start looking at dungeons of the mad mage so yeah i'm like a like two years behind even though i buy them also because i because i like reading them in order even though i don't play the campaigns i like utilizing a lot of the ideas
1: yeah yeah that them. that's really cool like I wish I had the time to do that kind of stuff, to like just read through. Uh, I mean, I guess it takes a while. Like It would take a long... Because that's what I try to do with the Shadowrun books, and that's why I like the old Shadowrun books, like the uh, the source books mm-hmm. that aren't necessarily like rules, but it's like the settings and the campaigns and stuff. Like... Those old ideas are still like good in my opinion. Like you can get inspiration oh, yeah.
0: from that. So oh, yeah, I, I that's think what that's I do. Cool. Yeah, because the campaign I'm running now on Fridays is it's a world that my friends and I pretty much developed when we were younger and all that. Okay. Obviously, throughout the years, it's matured more and sure. all that, and it's a lot more fleshed out. So like the campaign I'm doing right now, that's been going on for a year, it technically doesn't really have an end. So it, it's pretty much you know there are plot points and all that they go on and when they reach certain plot points you know when when they quote unquote finish the quest that they're on right now I sort of ask them do you guys want to continue with these characters or start anew and they've been wanting to continue I, I feel like they want to try to get to level 20 and go from there yeah, that's
1: that's super cool. Like I always love hearing that when people play the same camp- same campaign for just years and years and the same characters. It's like it's like that episode of uh, Community with that kid that's got the uh the character that's been his like character since he was like in high school or whatever.
0: I don't um, know if you I, watch Community. No, I I remember I think I saw first few episodes of it but never saw it past that. Oh man, it it's so good. Like
1: it honestly ryan may disagree but i feel like for my, my part of commander social it's influenced this that was the show a lot because of the the meta humor and the things that i learned about that uh mm-hmm. from watching that show because it's it, on surface level it, it's just a funny it's just a sitcom right yeah but if you want if, you, if you've watched all of it and you like pay attention to pop culture type references and stuff like it's a it's a thing that that's uh in the show and it's something we do in uh commander social we definitely like reference old things like we have like ongoing memes like our
0: hashtag get big john or bird tribal or yeah people holding pieces of fence tribal (laughs) so Uh. as far as like going back to the podcast here what are you like what are you guys hoping to do with the podcast like like It sounds like you guys just sort of started this up being casual about it, but it's sort of starting to grow into something like you guys have been nominated now for best MTG podcast with a small audience. You know, where do you guys try to go from here at this point? Um, The thing that we really want to do is uh, be able to go to more
1: uh, magic fests. Mm -hmm. We've realized it's it's pretty important to go to these things and they're definitely fun. Yeah. But it's it's also a way to cultivate listeners and to meet listeners, which I, is is just the best thing to me. I I remember and I went to LA in like March last year for, for one when they were still GPS. And uh, this guy was like, "Hey, <clears throat> hey, you're Zach, right?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "You're from that podcast." And I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Would you would you sign this?" And I was like, "Are you sure?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah." Man. And I was like, "Cool." And like I signed it and. You know, or in Vegas, people are like, hey, and like they recognize me by my voice and I'm like, it's weird. And the thing is, people who listen to like our shows, like your show, and my show, whatever, everybody show. It's like you put a, a piece of yourself into that every week and they oh, listen yeah. to that every week and they invest in that. And it's like they know you. Right. And it's 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 kind of weird, but it's also kind of yeah, like, it is. it's real. It's real humbling. People ask me, this, like, because, you know, I've, I'm a big champion of Cyclonic Rift. Uh, and people are like, "Hey, would you sign this?" Like, Client Rift." I'm like, "This is like a twenty dollar card, man. Like, this is gonna be worth absolutely nothing if I sign this." Are you sure you want me to? Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll sign it. <laughs> I've signed, I signed a foil one once. I was like, okay.
0: No, no, uh, it is a cool <clears throat> feeling because, um, uh, because I've worked with Channel Fireball a few times back in 2018. Okay. and all that, because um, I only went to one Magic Fest last year, because uh, I just had so much going on personally last year that I yeah. could only make it out to GP Tampa, or Magic Fest Tampa, which was right down the road for me, pretty much. Okay. Um, so, and this year I'm trying to change that. I'm definitely going to Magic Fest West Palm Beach, and then the only other big one I'm trying to go to is Vegas. I was like, yes, yeah, so you gotta go to Vegas, man. That is I the one to go to. I know, I, I want to try to go really bad, but, so... It's when I went to GP Dallas back in 2018 and, you know, channel fireball sponsored me, dude, it blew me away because they did this whole like spell slinger event where you could play against, you know, content creators and all that. Yeah. And, um, I didn't, it, it kind of blew me away. Like I was busy nonstop. Like everybody wanted to play against me. I signed some cards and met a lot of listeners and all that. I was just like, what, you listen to me. What? I just do this. Cause I, I love doing it and right, shit, but- you know, that's how i feel too it's just it's real humbling and uh i'm thinking
1: it's Fall. they uh they sponsored us for austin and yeah. they didn't have a spell slinging area and we thought you know it's like we're not in my opinion i don't think we're really big in our hometown which you know that, oh, i'm that's definitely not big
0: in my hometown because it's but, I, I don't play a lot of magic in my area anymore so. right uh, we we've tried to try to ramp ours up but it was like the whole
1: time we were there, there's like a, basically a queue of people wanting to play us, and it's like, wow, that's insane. Like, yeah, it's crazy, pe- isn't it? Like people, I know. I get feel humbled. People are like, it's like you know, I'm terrible at this game, right? And I they're like, know. no, we still want to play you. We don't care. And to me, it's just the. I don't really care about winning so much. Like I, so I, I know Jason Alt has his seventy-five percent rule. You know, I have mine, which is build the deck at a hundred percent, but you play it at like fifty percent, so it still averages out to seventy-five percent. Yeah. I don't, I don't really build it a hundred percent, but I just want to like <laughs> kick back and like play matching and just talk to people and hear their stories. yeah. yeah you know, sure. like how they heard about us or what they do for a living or you know how they got into magic, and it's it's always something different. It's always a different, and it's it's cool to hear those stories, and that's that's what i want to do
0: in, in the next for the rest of this year is just meet more people, hear more stories and just oh, interact. Speaking of stories, remind me when we get done recording here, i've got two stories for you for Dallas. I i can't, I can't tell them on the air or anything like that.
2: I, I, okay, okay.
0: <laughs> I can't I can't say them, but it's they're very much worth hearing about. Okay. So re- remind me. Should we? Should I forget? Um Yeah, but so so that's cool. So you got sponsored to do that with the Command Zone or whatever. Or yeah, yeah, exactly. No, that's cool. I'm I'm trying to work with Channel Fireball to do something for West Palm Beach and all that. I I hope they because I've worked with them in the past be before. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um. I, I I don't see why they wouldn't work with you. Like
1: your your content's good. You're a good guy. Like. I'd work with you if I were channel fireball. Channel fireball, well, if you're listening, you should you should work with Zuby. Zach said. Yeah. Zach, Zach said Z- you should. Zach said
0: so. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, Zach. I, I'm gonna get a call from LSV like right now, or or, or as yeah. soon as this airs. Well,
1: yeah. I mean, I, I like I'm, I'm 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 texting LSV right now. I'm like LSV, bro. <laughs> oh, bro, what's you, that you on the this. back
0: of your phone? What is that? It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: definitely like a little logo. Uh, oh, geez, it's our commanders. Man. Yeah, you guys like, went all out with that. Well, so the thing is, there's just like a hole here, and I I just like printed it out at work and like cut a little square ah, okay, and put it okay. in there. Like, it's 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 not like official Commander Social. See, see, like, so you guys um, got
0: see you, so you guys got the little marketing thing going. That's where I'm like kind of failing at. I need to start getting on my marketing game again.
1: Yeah, man. Um, the social media is a big social media presence is a big deal. Like, oh yeah, I've definitely like met a lot of people uh, on Twitter that are like my friends now, and like, you know, it's it's how the it, it's it's how word of mouth works now is is basically social media. So, are you mainly using Twitter now? <clears throat> uh, Twitter and our Discord um, for our patrons. We surprisingly the best part about having a Patreon isn't isn't the money that we get it's the uh the interaction with the patrons in discord okay. like uh we definitely go to them for feedback on episodes and ask them what they want to hear because you know we're doing it for them right and yeah. they are paying us so it's like what do you want to hear like if you think this is boring we'll stop doing it like what what kind of stuff and there's also a line too it's like we don't want to still make content that we enjoy that we mm-hmm. would want to hear but the thing is the people that are in our patreon discord are the same kind of people that they, they have the same kind of mentality that we do. And it's, it's really awesome to be able to do that. So, you know, like I, I just think interacting with people is, is the way you got to go. Uh, just however you can. Uh, we have a Facebook group. It, we don't use it as much because we've, we've kind of transitioned to the discord.
0: Yeah. But yeah, discord and Twitter is really where I, I, I talk to most of the people. Yeah. T- Twitter um, is definitely my strong suit. Um, I used to have a yeah. Facebook group, but it was dead pretty much even though i had like 300 people in the group and all that there was like zero interaction in it and i tried my best to try to cultivate it it's just it, i don't know i just couldn't get any action out of it our facebook group when i was still running
1: it cuz i i've always been the uh, the social media coordinator for all this stuff for us um it, it became um self it became sentient it just runs itself like i don't go in there much but when yeah. I do, people people are still talking. They're still doing stuff, and you know, I I think that's awesome. That, that, that that's yeah. a place that people go to to talk to others, and they've made friends, and they're bouncing decks off each other and
0: stuff. And it happens in our Discord too. And I I think it's I think it's great. So what thinks what what makes you think that sets your content apart from other podcasts or anything like that? Um,
1: honestly. I think it's the chemistry between Ryan and myself. Um, not to say that like other podcasts hers, uh, who are t- well, like, you know, like with Tin street hooligans, right. You guys are all over the, the country, right? Like none of y'all live in the
0: same, no, no, same no, area, no, right. We're, yeah, all,
1: all over. Yeah. Uh, so like, you know, uh, we're, we're, we live in the same city. I'm over at Ryan's house two, three times a week. You know, I know his kids real well, um you know uh I, i'm friends with his wife and we him and i spend so much time there that we we can finish each other's sentences and we we always like usually have the same opinions on things mm-hmm. and 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 when we don't agree on things we can definitely like that's okay it's it's a it's an opinion right and i i think our, our chemistry is what what sets us apart it's just yeah i think when you watch one of our episodes or listen to one of our episodes you can tell it's like we actually are friends. Not to say other people are, and I'm not saying that at all. But we, like, these are two. We're two dudes who definitely spend a bunch of time together, um, and I, I think that, and you know, our, our love of magic, uh, and also a, a lot of times, uh, you know, you hear these people like that win these like pro tours. They've been playing Magic for like, for like you know, since like uh, Theros or like Cons, and you know, we've been we've both been playing since '94. So we we bring that to the table too. Yeah, um, but you know, I mean, I'm never gonna be as good as a, a kid who wins a pro tour start starting cons, but I know, you know, right? I still I still have fun. It's whatever. And the thing is, like those people put a lot of work and a lot of time into it. and I, I put work and time into it too, just not like that. Like I don't want to play test the gauntlet or
0: whatever. No, I know what you mean. I, I used to try to get into competitive magic, and just like we said earlier, it just makes me feel like it's a job. I know, exactly. It's, and I got over it. And, uh, that that was actually the original idea for this podcast was like how to go from a casual player to competitive and all that and, and oh, okay. like if you listen to a lot of the early episodes that's kind of what i was gearing towards and yeah i i got over it pretty quickly like after the first 20 episodes or so
1: yeah i feel that it's it's a lot of work man you you gotta you gotta our, our friend our intern th grinds and he puts a lot of work into it your intern th uh, we co- his name's uh, Elliot, but we call him th for tiny hands
0: because his hands are small. Oh Dang poor guy don't don't be dis I got tiny hands look at that
1: Well, the, the thing hand. is the, the joke the thing is he's like my hands are tiny His hands are like the same size as mine the yeah. difference between him and I is I'm five six and he's like he's probably like Seven ten oh, six okay. feet like like his hand. He feels like his hands are small in proportion to his body uh, And uh, he, He's a pretty tall guy uh, I definitely saw a thing on Ryan's Christmas tree. It was like a little hand uh, Christmas ornament, and I was like, I was like, Ryan, did did the intern give you a Chris? Did he make a Christmas ornament for you, dude? Or, or we'll make jokes. Ryan held up six packs of uh, uh, Theros Beyond Death the other day, and I was like, that's more packs than than LA can hold up in one hand. <laughs> and, I don't know, and, and but the thing is, like, he's so good at magic, and he's still like, he's better than Ryan and I combined, and Ryan's yeah. real good, and you know, he helps us like. The deck tech we just did for Perforos, you know, he definitely helped out on that, and because he just thinks about it in a different way than we do, and it's he, he's a really cool guy. And he he came down for Magic Fest Austin, and because uh, he he moved to another city, which I don't know the name of this, I do, but I don't want to say it because I can't, I don't want to dox him. No, no, but, you're uh, fine. You're fine. But uh, he doesn't live in Austin anymore, and he came down, and it was so good to see him. Like last time we'd seen him was uh was Vegas, and that was after he had moved already too. But like.
0: It's it was great to see him, and he's he's a great guy. That's awesome, man. So, well, so I guess to wrap things up here, we're, we're getting like almost two and a half hours here. Yeah, um, I, yeah, it, it's getting a little late on my end here. So, I guess uh, to wrap things up, uh, where can people find you and Ryan and your content? You know, where can they get it all? Where can they reach out to you and all that? So, if you want to get us on Twitter,
1: I'm at z4ck38. Ryan's uh, at Green Geek G R e-e-n-e geek Um, and then we're at commander social together and then uh, if you want to get us at patreon we're patreon.com slash commander social and uh, be watching out for that Uh, we're definitely we're looking at uh, restructuring our tiers soon so um, be on the lookout but yeah that's that's all the places you can get at us and my DMs are open so you know if if you got something to say go ahead and say it I'm down let's hear it slide
0: slide into the DMs there yep Yep. All right. Well, great. Now, I just want to thank you for coming on and shooting the yep. shit and just talking about whatever. Just yeah, man Th-
1: Thanks for having me, man. Like, I-, I love, like, just the episodes. I'll hear episodes of other pies where they just, like, like you said, just shoot the shit. And it's they're not even talking about magic though. I, mean, I, I just love that stuff i, I don't know yeah. why it's like hearing like about people's
0: lives and stuff so thanks yeah. for having me it, it, yeah. it means a lot i appreciate it no no it, and that's what i try to do i try to keep it casual and fun and um you know we talk magic but then it, that, that's the point of this i want people to get to know you get to know right. you the person you know and all that stuff so yeah no i'm glad you had a fun time
1: yeah so ladies hit me up you know me now <laughs>
0: all right well thanks man um have a great night all right uh you too all right thanks everybody for listening to that i hope you really enjoyed the episode i feel like we could have gone on for about four hours or more but i sort of had to we we did record a little bit late so i had to sort of just end it there at some point because it's like i was realizing Crap, we could have just kept going on and on and on, but no, uh, Zach is a really cool dude. Uh, re- really, really enjoyed having him on. And if you haven't checked out his podcast, Commander Social, I implore you, please do so. It is very well done. Uh, Ryan and Zach do a very good job uh, on it, and yeah, so, um, uh, I, yeah, th- thank you all for listening and, um, hope you enjoyed it. All right, have a great night.